This is MRN Classic Races, presented by Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. And also brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. The following is a presentation of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Ladies and gentlemen, the story you're about to hear is true. None of the names have been changed to protect the innocent. This is the city, Fontana, California. I work here. It's Sunday, September 4th. We're working the night watch out of California Speedway. We've done this many times before. I know my way around this place. Into turn three. Each driver picking their own line. Sattler down low. Kane up high. Here comes Mark Martin in third, but Sattler leads him off the corner. Ford is going to victory lane again here at California Speedway, and Elliott Sattler's going to do it for him, giving their fifth win here at the California Speedway. Now it's time to do it again. The boss is Robert Yates. My partner's Todd Parrott. My name's Sattler. I drive the M&M's Ford. Tonight, 43 drivers have put out a dragnet of their own. From California Speedway in Fontana, the Sony HD 500 is next on the Motor Racing Network. MRN Radio presents NASCAR Today, sponsored by Mechanics Wear Gloves, the number one glove in NASCAR. From the California Speedway in Fontana, California, welcome everyone to Motor Racing Network's live coverage of round 25 of the 36 race NASCAR Nextel Cup Championship, the Sony HD 500. I'm Dave Moody in the MRN Radio Pre-Race Control Center. Happy to have you with us as we get set for the next to last race before NASCAR's 2005 chase for the championship. Joe Moore and Adam Alexander will man the anchor booth for MRN Radio tonight, and guys, 6th through 13th place in the standings right now, separated by just 218 points. With only two races left until the chase is on, the pressure on those teams right now has got to be like sticking your head in a vice. I'll tell you what, you walk through the garage any time throughout this weekend and talk to some of the drivers and Adam, look at the teams and the way they're reacting down there, getting ready for this, the second to last race before the chase. And you can tell the pressure is on. You've got four guys who are locked in, Tony Stewart, Jimmy Johnson, Greg Biffle, and Rusty Wallace. They're safe. Mark Martin only has to start here tonight. Jeremy Mayfield and Kurt Busch in pretty good shape. But as Dave said, from there on back to really the 17th position, a lot of changes can take place, and everybody wants to be in the chase. And I'll tell you where my focus has been on this whole situation leading up to this weekend, Joan. It's from 8th to 13th, only 84. Four points separating those six drivers. Carl Edwards, Ryan Newman, Jeff Gordon, 8 through 10. Right now they're in, and the guys chasing them like they want to get in the chase, well, Matt Kenseth, Jamie McMurray, and Elliot Sadler are all very hungry. And one thing you find when you look at stats at California Speedway, all six of those drivers very successful here. It's going to be an entertaining night. Only two races to go until the chase for the next Hell Cup. And we're not playing golf here, Margaret. No more mulligans, no more chances to make it up a little later on in the season. We're down to the final two rounds in the race for the chase as we count you down to the green in California. Welcome back as NASCAR Today gets you set for racing at California Speedway with MRN Radio's Keys to the Race, sponsored by Team Valvoline. Valvoline, we're not just on the car, we're in it. Let's go back to Joe and Adam, high above the start-finish line here in Fontana. And Joe, in its early years, this was a one-groove racetrack most days, but in the last couple of years, the field's been able to spread out two and three wide, and they've really been able to get at it pretty good at the front of the pack. Are we expecting more of that today? 
Absolutely. We saw some three- and four-wide racing here last night, and this is very similar to other brand-new tracks on the circuit. I say brand-new within the last three to five years. Kansas Speedway, Chicagoland Speedway, we started off, they were one groove. After a few years, they start to stretch out a little bit, and I think tonight, particularly adding all the pressure at them that is on these guys trying to get into the chase, you'll see three-wide, four-wide, and maybe even five-wide racing. And various grooves work for various different drivers, depending on the chassis setup they have in their car. We heard Greg Biffle say after the Bush Series race last night, you have to protect the bottom of the racetrack. Other guys believe you have to run up high if you're going to be successful here at California. It all depends on what kind of setup you have under your race car and how it reacts to this California Speedway. But there is little doubt there are various racing grooves, and I'm sure we'll see various plans play out here this evening. And a lot of action will be taking place on Pit Road this evening. This is one of those races, like any other two-mile, even mile-and-a-half type track, where fuel mileage many times comes into play. The drivers will have to strategize on how far they can take it. Some of the guys were saying maybe about 50 laps they could go in a tank of fuel earlier today. Others said they couldn't go quite that far. And you'd better believe some of the practice sessions leading up to this uh, event tonight uh, teams have been working on that fuel mileage and that first run under the green flag that we try to see how far they possibly can go if it comes down to that. Yeah, obviously the caution flags that come out tonight and how this race goes throughout the evening are going to dictate if, in fact, fuel mileage will be a factor. But it seems every time we come to a two-mile racetrack, fuel mileage can play a big role. We saw it a couple of weeks ago. Jeremy Mayfield won at Michigan, similar track to here at California, two miles in length. He said he robbed the bank when he got a victory there. He stayed out late, was able to salvage fuel in his tank, and he's able to win there and you go back to the inaugural race here at California Mark Martin leading on the final lap runs out of fuel and finishes 10th so no doubt this is a facility where fuel mileage can play a big role and many drivers and crew chiefs prepared for that here tonight and Dave what makes that interesting is like in the case at uh, Michigan Speedway as Adam spoke of there you know Mayfield's team said no way we can make it we just can't do it and (laughs) they did so you can't believe what they tell you they're all a bunch of liars every (laughs) one of them especially when you get down to crunch time if we get a caution flag with somewhere between 45 and 52 or three laps to go we almost certainly will see some funky pit strategy and they're definitely warm up the batteries and the calculators down on pit road tonight as a matter of fact danielle fry is in the nascar nextel cup garage with one of the guys who'll be doing the math danielle dave you know when you come to two mile tracks like california and michigan one question always comes to the forefront will the race be won on fuel mileage strategy the latest crew chief to go to victory lane by taking this gamble is slugger labby crew chief for jeremy mayfield and they did that at michigan just a few weeks ago slugger when do you make the decision about fuel mileage strategy well, you know, when the race starts, you know, you always keep it in the back of your mind. But uh, definitely, you know, here it'll be uh, lap 199, you know. Uh, if a caution comes out 197, 198, 199 in that range, uh, you'll definitely come in and top off and, and uh, go to the end of the race. So uh, we're getting real good fuel mileage here just like we did in Michigan. And California is uh, just like Michigan. So uh, if, if it falls in our hands, that's what we'll do again. So what are some of the determining factors? Do you kind of – See what other crew chiefs are doing along up and down pit road? Yeah, you know, a lot of it, a lot of teams, I guess, aren't fortunate to get the fuel mileage that we're getting right now. You know, a lot of teams can go uh, 44 laps or so, and, and we're almost uh, 50 51. So uh, we're getting real good mileage, and, and if we can use it, we'll use it. You know, it, it's a tool. It's no different than a 916 French in a toolbox. You know, uh, fuel mileage is a tool to us, and if, if it plays out in our hands, we'll do it. Does the draft come into play here along with conserving fuel? Sure, definitely. Uh, you know, you really can only save fuel under caution, you know. And uh, if a caution comes out, we're going to have to come get tires. So the only way the fuel mileage game will, will play out is if, if, it, if it's a 50-lap run to the end of the race. Um, tires are important here in drafting. You know, drafting is more important here than it is in Michigan. The straightaways seem to be longer, and, uh, 
and a lot of people draft. So, you know, when you get in a draft, you'll pick up 200, 300 RPM. So, um, you know, to save fuel in the green, all you really do is, is roll out of the throttle, you know, around 9,000 RPM, just try to save a little bit of fuel. And, and at Michigan, Jeremy actually was putting a neutral through the corner sometimes. So it's kind of hard to do, but uh, he did really good. But uh, at Michigan, we really didn't need to save fuel because we had enough to go to the end. Well, as you can tell, Dave, this will be a hot and heavy topic all along pit road this evening. All right, Danielle, thank you very much. Interesting to hear Slugger talking about rolling out of the throttle at 9,000 RPMs to save fuel. wasn't that many years ago 9,000 RPMs was testing your motor to the limit. I'm sure we're going to spend a lot of time juggling the numbers ourselves tonight as we try and calculate fuel mileage down the stretch. All right, now let's check this week's NASCAR news file. In our lead story, as you might expect, the NASCAR community rallying around the residents of Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama this week as they deal with the devastation left behind by Hurricane Katrina. Talladega Super Speedway is leading an effort by the International Speedway Corporation tracks to raise money for the American Red Cross and its disaster relief efforts. NASCAR has also gotten behind that effort and is encouraging its drivers and teams and fans to do the same. International Speedway Corporation has contributed a million dollars in cash and services And Jimmy Johnson announced Friday that he will personally contribute $48,000 to the cause. Many other teams have got their own relief and fundraising efforts underway. And if you'd like to help, you can make a cash contribution in one of the special contribution boxes set up on race weekends at Richmond, Talladega, Kansas, Martinsville, Phoenix, and Homestead Miami Speedways. You can also log on to racefanshelp.com. Or you can contact the American Red Cross at 1-800-HELP-NOW and tell them you want to contribute to the Talladega Relief Fund. In other on-track news, Richmond International Raceway released its 2006 schedule this week. And while the NASCAR Nextel Cup and Bush Series will return to Richmond in May and September again next year, the track's traditional Thursday night NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series race will be moved to Talladega Super Speedway on October 7th. Yes, I know. We'll miss them at Richmond, but the tough trucks at Talladega, I think that's going to be one heck of a show. Don't go away. There's more to come from California. Welcome back to a special Sony HD 500 edition of NASCAR Today, live from California Speedway. Back in April of 2001, Rusty Wallace came to Fontana, gunning for his first win of the season, and also hoping to pay tribute to his fallen friend, Dale Earnhardt. Jeff Gordon turned up the heat in the late going, but Rusty was not to be denied. MRN Radio remembers Sunday, April 29th, 2001, in this tough triumph. Sponsored by Haviland, the brand that Jamie McMurray of the Texaco Haviland Racing Team trusts. Haviland, add more life to your car. Rusty Wallace off turn four, still about five car lengths back to Jeff Gordon. Gordon may just not have enough to make this run. White flag is out as they come down to the line. It is five car lengths between Rusty Wallace and Jeff Gordon. Dale Earnhardt Jr. still trying to hold off Tony Stewart. Let's follow the leaders for the last time through turns one and two. Rusty Wallace, who has dominated the second half of this race. The lead is four car lengths. Gordon right on the bottom. Whittles it down to three as they hit the back straightaway. Gordon trying to make one last run. Final time down the back stretch. Rusty Wallace has the lead. If Jeff Gordon has got anything, he's got to pull the trigger now. Down low into turn three. It's still Rusty Wallace with the lead by two and a half car lengths. They've got about a half a mile to the start-finish line. Rusty Rusty Wallace leading Jeff Gordon, coming down, running for the win. He will not be able to get him, can't get a run on him. And Rusty Wallace, who has never even had a top five here at this racetrack, will win. The decision to pit or not to pit? Committee, or you make that decision? No, I, we collectively make the decision. It was like, 
man, I'm not putting four tires on. Let's do two tires. And I said, Robert says, well, how's the car handle? I said, man, it's driving good. He says, I said, how fast am I running? He says, you're running the fastest left you have all day long. We said, right then, we said, let's stay out. And it was the right move because we'd have pitted. We'd have lost this race for sure. Staying out really got it for us. The car was still strong all day long. Big time horsepower under the hood. Your car handled good, too. Tell me about the number three flag you had. Well, the number three flag was something I've been saving ever since the Daytona race was over. And when I won the race, I started hollering. I said, where's my flag at? And Bill Woodman ran out to start finish line and brought it to me. So that was a neat deal. I'll tell you what, tomorrow tomorrow we're going to have big sales at the car dealerships in Morristown. I can guarantee you that. All right. Rusty Wallace wins at California. Well, like Rusty Wallace, Bobby Labonte is a former NASCAR Nextel Cup Series champion. But back in 1993, he was a rookie driver struggling through his first trip through NASCAR's toughest circuit. Bobby looks back now on some of the challenges of his freshman year in this week's Rookie Spotlight, brought to you by Ray Bestus, the best in brakes, certified for your safety. You know, it's kind of like one of those deals, hey, we're going to be rookie, go for the rookie of the year next year, and you got Kenny Wallace and Jeff Gordon going for it too, and you go, hmm. Bad time to be picking to try to win this thing because it's more competition than they've ever had at that time in the career of rookies, you know. So uh, at Bill Davis Racing, we had uh, Maxwell House as a sponsor. We had Fords, but we had no cars built the first of December. So we had a work cut out for us, and we, you know, we we did a, uh, I think, admiral job to get the cars done. And we first part of the year was a little bit of a struggle, but by the end of the year, we were, you know, stepping up to the plate and, you know, had some top ten runs you know, in a row there uh, towards the end of the season. So I, I thought we, uh, for a startup team like that, it was pretty good. It was uh, just what everybody said it was, but you just don't realize it till you experience it as far as the, the media, as far as the travel, as far as, you know, from at that point in time, which is nothing like now, but at that point in time, it was a lot more than what we were used to. Longer races, and which some of them were longer then than they are now, which was okay too, but uh, just, just everything in general was just uh, amplified as far as, uh, from A to Z, from, from bush racing to cup racing back then. They're getting set for the singing and the praying, which means the command to fire the engines is just a few moments away here in California. It wasn't just built to be a museum. It was built to be a shrine to the history, heritage, and future of the sport we love. This is our house, the NASCAR Hall of Fame, and it's packed full of classic and present-day cars, including Petties, Earnhardts, and Waltrips, as well as interactive experiences, realistic racing simulators, and much more. Plan a trip to the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte. Tickets at NASCARHall.com. NASCAR Hall of Fame. This is our sport. This is our house. From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. Here at California Speedway, the drivers now climbing into their cars, getting strapped in, awaiting the command, which is just a couple of moments away. Let's take another swing down pit road and hear from crew chiefs on their plans for tonight's race. First to Steve Post. Joe, we've caught up with the crew chief for the pole-winning Office Depot Ford. It's Bob Osborne, Carl Edwards, crew chief. Bob, a lot going on here. You guys win the pole. You're in the points battle for the chase for the cup. Fuel mileage here at California. What type things are you going to be keying on early in tonight's race? Well, we just want to have a uh, nice, smooth start to the race. 
you know, we want to try to lead the first lap, of course, get our five points out of the way, and uh, stay out of trouble. Just feel the car out, see where the balance is, and ride around for the first 150 laps. Riding around for the first 150 laps, that's going to be tough to do with Carl Edwards behind the wheel. He's a hard charger to Danielle Fry. Steve, I'm uh, with Robbie Loomis, crew chief for Jeff Gordon. He's got two good things going for him. Jeff Gordon behind the wheel. He's a three-time winner here at the California Speedway. And you guys are currently in the 10th in the point standings. But last night during the bush race, Robbie, we saw when the sun went down, the track got cool. How is that going to affect the handling of the car, and how do you adjust for that? Yeah, it's a real tricky racetrack, especially the starting time. The worst thing is the sun for the drivers. But uh, we'll stay on top of it. You know, it depends how the car's balanced. If the car's loose, as the track cools off, it seems to get even looser is what we found last night with Jimmy's bush car. So, uh, you know, we're going to have to really stay on top as the race goes along. But I really like to send out, uh, you know, and everybody keep their thoughts and prayers. All the Katrina hurricane victims, I mean, uh, and a reminder for myself when we get back home, there's a lot of work to do to get that rebuilt. Those are the thoughts of Robbie Loomis, crew chief for uh, Jeff Gordon. Now down to Alex Hayden, who's with the man who will be calling the shots for Bobby Hamilton Jr. And Danielle, that's Danny Gill, qualified 11th. Danny, however, you weren't here. Didn't get into town until last night. You've been on vacation. What are you guys going to do to get the car into victory lane tonight? Well, I tell you what, Eric Wilson and all the guys on the Tide Chevrolet has done a great job this weekend. Uh, they really stepped up for me, and I appreciate it. We did everything by phone. Um, Really looking forward to tonight. We got a great race car. Um, it's an interesting deal here with the day and into night. Uh, we probably will be a little free during the day, just so we'll be right for the night. When it goes night, we're really looking forward for the darkness. Just stay on lead lap, good consistent pit stops, and then be ready for darkness. That's Danny Gill, crew chief for the 11th qualified Bobby Hamilton Jr. Good run for Bobby Hamilton Jr. in the qualifying session. Only the third time this year he's been among the top 12 cars in a qualifying session. Now let's go trackside to hear the command to fire the engines. Race fans, please welcome your Grand Marshal from the hit show on NBC Las Vegas, actor Josh Dumel, as he delivers those most famous words in motorsports. Gentlemen, start your engines! A very enthusiastic command here at the California Speedway as the 43 cars come to life down on pit lane. We're closing in on the start of the Sony HD 500. Time now for the starting lineup for tonight's Sony HD 500. Brought to you by Wrangler, makers of Wrangler Jeans Company, a new generation of Wrangler, Row 22. Hermie Saddle, Emporia, Virginia, Chevrolet. Row 21. Bobby Labonte, Corpus Christi, Texas, AsthmaControl.com, Chevrolet. Dylan Hart Jr., Mooresville, North Carolina, Budweiser, Chevrolet. Row 20. Jamie McMurray, Joplin, Missouri, Home 123 Dodge. Ricky Rudd, Chesapeake, Virginia, Motocraft, Genuine Parts Ford. Row 19. Mike Bliss, Milwaukee, Oregon, Net Zero, Best Buy, Chevrolet. Dale Jarrett, Hickory, North Carolina, UPS Ford. Row 18. Mike Garvey, McDonough, Georgia, Jenna King Ford. Stuart Kirby, Bowling Green, Kentucky, Marathon Chevrolet. Row 17. Rusty Wallace, St. Louis, Missouri, Miller Lite Dodge. Casey Mears, Vegasville, California, Target Dodge. Row 16. Tony Raines, LaPorte, Indiana, Patron Tequila Dodge. Ken Schrader, Fenton, Missouri, Red Baron, Frozen Pizza Dodge. Row 15. Bill Elliott, Blairsville, Georgia, McDonald's Dodge. Travis Quaffle, Janesville, Wisconsin, Kodak Dodge. Row 14. Ryan Newman, South Bend, Indiana, Altel, Dodge Charger. Scott Wimmer, Wausau, Wisconsin, Caterpillar Dodge. Row 13. 
Forsed, Carlsbad, California. Centric Financial, Chevrolet. Kyle Busch, Las Vegas, Nevada. Kellogg, Chevrolet. Row 12. Robbie Gordon, Orange, California. Fruitaloon, Chevrolet. Matt Kenseth, Cambridge, Wisconsin. DeWalt Ford. Row 11. Joe Nemechek, Lakeland, Florida, U.S. Army, Chevrolet. Dave Blaney, Hartford, Ohio, Jack Daniels, Chevrolet. Roll 10. Kyle Petty, Trinity, North Carolina, Georgia Pacific Dive. Michael Walter, Owensboro, Kentucky, Napa Auto Parts, Chevrolet. Roll 9. Kevin Harvick, Bakersfield, California, GM Goodwin, Chevrolet. Jeff Green, Owensboro, Kentucky, Woody's Dodge. Roll 8. Jeff Burton, South Boston, Virginia, Singular Wireless, Chevrolet. Elliot Sadler, Emporia, Virginia, M&M's Ford. Row 7. Tony Stewart, Rushville, Indiana, Home Depot, Chevrolet. Jeremy Mayfield, Owensboro, Kentucky, Dodge Dealers, UAW Dodge. Row 6. Sterling Marlin, Columbia, Tennessee, Coors Light Dodge. Bobby Hamilton, Jr., Nashville, Tennessee, Tide Chevrolet. And now, the top 10 starters, starting 10th. Scott Riggs, Bahama, North Carolina, Vaveline Chevrolet. Starting nice. Brian Vickers, Thomasville, North Carolina, GMAC, Dotech.com, Chevrolet. Starting eighth. JJ Yaley, Phoenix, Arizona, FedEx Freight, Chevrolet. Starting seventh. Casey Kane, Enumclaw, Washington, Dodge Dealers, UAW, Dodge Charger. Starting sixth. Jeff Gordon, Vallejo, California, DuPont, Chevrolet. And now the top five starters brought to you by Wrangler Five Star Premium Denim Jeans. Starting fifth. Jimmy Johnson, El Cajon, California. Lowe's, Chevrolet. Starting fourth. Craig Biffle, Vancouver, Washington. National Guard Ford. Starting third. Kurt Bush, Las Vegas, Nevada. Smirnoff Ice Ford. Starting second. Mark Martin, Batesville, Arkansas. Viagra Ford. And starting on the Bud Bowl. Carl Edwards, Columbia, Missouri. Office Depot Ford. That's the 43 starters for tonight's Sony HD 500. Brought to you by Wrangler, makers of Wrangler Jeans Company. A new generation of Wrangler. Two drivers failed to qualify for the Sony HD 500. P.J. Jones and John Andretti. The Robbie Gordon car will go to the rear for the start. They made an unapproved transmission change on that car. And also the 21 car, the Motorcraft Ford of Ricky Rudd, goes to the rear. Ricky's dad, Al Rudd Sr., passed away this past week. And therefore, John Wood practiced and qualified the car yesterday by NASCAR's rules. For a driver change, you go to the rear of the field. That's where Ricky Rudd will start tonight. A lot of parity here at California over the years, Joe. This is the 11th time the NASCAR Nextel Cup Series has raced at this two-mile racetrack. Only one repeat winner. Jeff Gordon won the inaugural race. He has won here three times in his career. No one else has multiple wins. And we should point out, while track position is important at most racetracks, not as significant here at California, a pole winner has never went to Victory Lane, Jeremy Mayfield coming from the furthest back ever to win when he went to Victory Lane in 2000. He came from the 24th starting position. Just about to get the one-to-go signal, so let's bring in the other voices who will call the action for us. We start out in turns one and two. Dave Moody, all the way from Barry, Vermont, here to call the action over there tonight. Dave? Thank you, Adam. Good evening, everybody. Turns one and two here at the California Speedway, banked at 14 degrees, 50 feet wide. So as we've heard already tonight, that gives these Nextel Cup drivers plenty of room to fan out, run two, three, every once in a while even four wide, maybe five in an emergency. 
very high speeds at the entrance to the corners here, up to 180 miles an hour as they bail her off into turn number one. Anybody that gets in trouble, it's almost impossible to crash here and not hit something very, very hard. Every once in a while, someone can dodge a bullet, do a solo spin and not hit anything, but it's the rarest of the rare. High speed, close quarters racing, and a lot on the line tonight. We'll watch it all unfold from our vantage point high atop a billboard here at the exit of turn number two at the California Speedway. It's high speed in turns one and two, but it gets even faster exiting turn two, hitting that long back straight away. When they reach the end of the backstretch, they'll come into the view of Dan Hubbard from all the way out in well, actually, it's right behind him, Rancho Cucamonga, California. <laughs> Not Dan? too far at all. Thank you, Joe, and good afternoon, everybody. This is a long backstretch, allowing the drivers to wind up their cars to well over 190 miles an hour. Then they have to negotiate the relatively low 14-degree banking, often with a car immediately to their right and sometimes to their left in a three-wide formation. The saving grace is that the track is wide, some 70 feet. But when you add a strong headwind that could upset the sensitive aerodynamic balance of the car, plus a setting sun that causes the drivers to squint that much more... A track that will change as we move from day into night, as well as several drivers desperate to get into the race for the chase of the NASCAR Nextel Cup. We put all that together, and you've got the ingredients for intense competition on a Sunday night in Fontana. I'll be here to cover all the action. It turns three and four of the California Speedway. Field is now working into turn number three. They'll take the green flag when they come back to start-finish. Tonight's broadcast of the Sony HD 500 is brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by California Speedway to MRN Radio solely for the private, non-commercial use of our listeners audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the description and accounts of this event without the express written consent of MRN Radio is prohibited. Time to get it going in Southern California. 250 laps around this two-mile oval. Tommy Lasorda, former L.A. Dodgers manager and Hall of Famer atop the flag stand. He will wave the green flag to get it going. Yesterday, Carl Edwards with his first career bud pole. He leads him to the green flag tonight, and it's in the air. Edwards down low, his teammate Mark Martin to the high side. Top four cars from Roush Racing. Edward gets in front of his teammate Martin as they head to turn one for the first time. Everybody heading to the bottom of the racetrack with the exception of Greg Biffle, who's trapped up in the outside lane. He'll be left to battle there for the number three position. Carl Edwards, Mark Martin, Kurt Busch, and Biffle slides in line in fourth. Top five or six or single files. They make their way up the back straightaway. Looks like Carl Edwards trying to put a little bit of distance between himself and Mark Martin. Put it at two car lengths. Although Martin closes the gap into the corner. Kurt Busch rides in third. It is Greg Biffle in fourth. Everybody's staying down on the bottom. Jimmy Johnson trying to slip down to the inside to grab that fourth position. Coming up off turn number four. Tries to find the opening, does not, but his teammate does. Jeff Gordon dives down low. He'll pull up alongside J.J. Yaley and challenge there while there's a challenge on for the lead. Challenge is a short one. Mark Martin drives to the bottom and blows past Carl Edwards. He'll take Kurt Busch along with him. Martin to the lead. Busch to second. Edwards third. Now under attack from Greg Biffle. Doesn't look like Mark Martin wasted much time at all. Here he comes up the back straightaway at full throttle. Right behind him is Kurt Busch. Greg Biffle nails down that third position there side by side for fourth. As Jimmy Johnson looks to the inside of Carl Edwards, Edwards already washing up high off the bank. Carl Edwards led that opening lap, got his bonus points. Double now turn four. turn four. Can't gank on a number on the car. There's too much smoke as it spins off of turn four. Made slight contact with the wall. Looks to be the J.J. Yaley machine getting sideways off of turn four. He was racing four position. Started in the top ten spun and hit the wall. And with smoke, hard to tell if it was J.J. Yaley. But indeed it was the FedEx Chevrolet lap two. And we have our first caution of the night. J.J. Yaley spinning off of turn number four. Dan, did you get a look at it? It was a slight contact with another racing machine. Again, it looked like it was from about seventh on back. Yaley on 
on the high side, made slight contact with another car, caught his left rear quarter panel, and Yaley was in a spin. You can see the black marks on the wall to the exit of turn four. Yaley has managed to refire, but there is damage to the machine. He was running in the eighth position, J.J. Yaley was, when the incident occurred there in turn number four. That was a very good qualifying effort for him, driving Joe Gibbs' FedEx uh, Chevrolet here this evening, and apparently there was some contact, but again, as Dan Hubbard reported, so much smoke over there, you really couldn't see what was going on, and I'm sure the same for J.J. when he came up into that situation, not able to see what was amazing that no other cars were caught up in the crash. J.J. Yaley making his first start of the 2005 campaign here tonight. Good qualifying run, as Joe said, but not a good start to the race. He will have to bring his machine down the pit lane with heavy damage. Mark Martin leads at California. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts for our See Better Drive Safer sale. Right now, get a $15 gift card after mail-in rebate when you purchase select Sylvania bulbs for your headlights. Plus, earn double O rewards points. Visit your professional parts people today at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Here's your chance to win a set of your very own Hercules tires. Go to HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Simply register, and each month we'll give away one set of tires. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading mileage coverage to get you wherever you need to go, no matter where the road takes you. Register now for your chance to win a set of Hercules Tires at HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Hercules Tires, ride on our street. In. Crew making work on that machine actually up in the uh, end, or in the driver compartment there. McMurray's crew now back around to the left side of the car, down and away the, Hav- the Haviland home 123 Dodge of Jamie McMurray. Down away, also Dale Earnhardt Jr. and a number of cars down in front of Alex Hayden. Including Dale Jarrett, Steve. He kept four tires, a chassis adjustment to help the handling of his car. Same story with Ricky Rudd. Started 39th, running at the back of the field. Nothing to lose there. Came down pit road, got four tires, and repacked that fuel cell. We talked all pre-race about fuel mileage becoming a big factor. Stuart Kirby on pit road getting service as well. So some of the guys at the tail end of the pack do come in to make a pit stop early here this afternoon. Hermie Sadler will shift over as the race leader. They're showing temporarily anyway. We'll see how that sorts out when they come back to the line and we go back under the green flag, which is about to happen now. Again, the caution flag coming out as J.J. Yaley spun while running in the eighth position. He hit the wall up in turn number four, has now taken his car to the garage. We'll hear from him in just a few moments. Now they come back down to the line looking for the green flag to go back into action at lap number five. And indeed, it is Mark Martin leading the way. Martin, Kurt Busch, Greg Biffle, Carl Edwards, and Jimmy Johnson. That's the top five, at least for now, as they head to turn one. But not for long, as Kurt Busch immediately dials the low line, and he drives underneath Mark Martin. Greg Biffle will follow him through to the inside. Carl Edwards there as well. Then side by side, it's Jeff Gordon and Jimmy Johnson for fifth. Bit of a two-car breakaway up at the front with Kurt Busch showing the way. Greg Biffle filling his mirrors, and then they are two by two by two from third on back. Down in the bottom is Carl Edwards, almost getting a push from Jeff Gordon in fourth. Mark Martin right in the rim to the outside, right at Jeff Gordon's right elbow. 
Working here off the, turn number four, heading back down to the start-finish line. Mark Martin, again, losing the top spot to teammate Kurt Busch. He goes out front. Now it's Greg Biffle who takes over the second spot. For the battle further back, where Jeff Gordon is on the move in turn one. Charging to the inside on Mark Martin now. That'll be the battle for the number four position. Martin drifts up the banking. Jeff Gordon there. Dirt tracks his way to the low side, but Martin, too strong, will hold him off to the back straightaway. Martin was in the lead just a lap and a half ago. Now he struggles to hang on to fourth. Jeff Gordon applying the pressure. He's got some help from behind as well and Jimmy Johnson. Johnson looks to the outside of Gordon. Nothing going there as Gordon continues to hound Mark Martin for the fourth spot. Kurt Busch going to lead this lap again off a of turn four. Three car links back to his teammate Greg Biffle. Then you have to go some seven car links back to third place. Carl Edwards, the man again on the move. Jeff Gordon down below Mark Martin looking for the spot as they head back to turn one. Jeff Gordon will take over the number three position. Slides back in line now with Mark Martin in the number five position. Jimmy Johnson will challenge him on the outside. Here comes Johnson up high going after Mark Martin. This is the fight for fifth. It is wheel to wheel up the back straightaway, although now in the middle part of the back straightaway, Jimmy Johnson closes the deal. Mark Martin slides back to sixth. Meanwhile, up at the front starts to heat up as Greg Biffle is knocking on the door of Kirkwood. Greg Biffle trying to make up move now as they come off turn number four. Swings up high against the outside retaining wall. Looks for the opportunity, but he's not quite close enough to strike. But man, they have pulled away from the third place car of Carl Edwards. Jeff Gordon completed his pass further back. He's moved up, and they're shuffling behind him in turn one. Mark Martin now is trying to hold on to the number six position. He's got Casey Kane in the rear view mirror. Casey's got some problems of his own, digging a hole in the inside. Tony Stewart, followed by Sterling Marlin and Brian Vickers. Tony Stewart is all over the rear bumper of Casey Kane. They are nose to tail up the back straightaway. They'll flirt with 193, 194 miles an hour. Stewart now looks low. Push the left side tires in the white line in the apron, but Casey Kane. Great move, making that middle groove work for KCK. Tony Stewart started 14th. The current leader in Nextel Cup point standings has been on the move in the early going, looking for a spot in the top seven. Right behind Casey Kane as they cross the start-finish line, directly in front of a Mark Martin. Here's Stewart out of line for position in one. Tony Stewart right up under the rear spoiler of Casey Kane's dodge, now dives to the low line. Side by side they'll go. A bit further up, Jimmy Johnson puts the crosshairs on Jeff Gordon. He'll move underneath him for four. This is soon to be a five-car tango for the fourth position. Jimmy Johnson has it. He's got plenty of company. They're almost three wide into the turn. Tony Stewart is there. So too is Mark Martin, Jeff Gordon, and Casey Kane. Racing for the third position, and Tony Stewart wants it all. Dives down to the inside of Jeff Gordon. Also picks up the spot just ahead of him, and now he sets his sights on Jimmy Johnson, the next car in line. Meanwhile, Gordon again losing some position on the track. Here comes Casey Kane chasing him down in one. They've wasted no time getting down to business tonight in California. Here's Casey Kane to the bottom of the racetrack challenging Jeff Gordon. He's got a rearview mirror full of Sterling Marlin. Gordon trying to run the outside all by himself off turn two. Side by side for seventh, and so far that outside works for Jeff Gordon. He's able to hold off Casey Kane. Meanwhile, we've got a new leader as Greg Biffle gets around Kurt Busch on the edge of the turn three. He came into turn three, swung to the high side off of turn four. It's the National Guard Army Ford that will show the way. Lap 11 shows Greg Biffle as the leader. Kurt Busch is second, showing in third, Carl Edwards, fourth position to Tony Stewart, Jimmy Johnson is fifth. Let's go downstairs. Adam, the FedEx Chevrolet of J.J. Yaley, sitting back in the Nextel Cup garage on jack stands. A lot of heavy damage all around the car. J.J., to say it hasn't been your weekend here at California Speedway would be an understatement. What happened out there? Uh, I was just trying to mind my own business there in the uh, FedEx Chevrolet, and uh, I don't know if it was just from nine car getting underneath the back of me or uh, if we actually made contact, but uh, 
know, I had some wheel in the car and was just coming off the corner there and just broke loose real bad on me. So, uh, you know, fortunately we didn't take any of the uh, chase contenders out there sliding back across the racetrack, but uh, definitely not the day we needed. Obviously not, and you can hear all of the work that's going on on this car. The hood is up. They're banging on the back end. Crew Chief Mike Ford trying to get this car back out on the racetrack. Tough break for J.J. Yaley making his first Nextel Cup start of the season. So far, Roush racing his own, the Sony HD 500. Carl Edwards on the pole, led lap one. Mark Martin took over the lead, led laps two and three. Kurt Busch led laps four through ten. And most recently, Greg Biffle made a pass at lap 11. He shows the way with 12 laps on the board. Just a couple of laps ago, Greg Biffle made a pass for the lead, and he's pulling away from teammate Kurt Busch. Busch riding in second. Carl Edwards is third. Tony Stewart up to fourth after starting 14th, and Jimmy Johnson completes the top five. From the California Speedway, this is MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. Greg Biffle just came across the start-finish line, putting 16 of the 250 laps that we'll see tonight on the board here at California. Kurt Busch continues in second. Carl Edwards is third. Tony Stewart with a great race car in the early going. He's up to fourth. Jimmy Johnson is fifth. Mark Martin rides in sixth. Seventh to Sterling Marlin. Brian Vickers is eighth. Jeff Gordon ninth. Jeremy Mayfield up to the tenth position. We've talked a lot about the guys in the top five, Joe. Some other guys on the move as well. A couple of guys who started way deep in the pack here this evening, making some nice moves early on to seventh. Laps in. Rusty Wallace started 34th. He's up to 21st. Bobby Labonte started in 42nd. He's up to 27th. And Casey Mears making some nice moves. He started in 33rd and he's just taken over the 19th position. So a couple of guys uh, charging up to the field. Dale Hart Jr. not making a whole lot of moves. He's still back there around the 35th position now. Michael Walter just gained a spot. Got by Scott Riggs. That'll give him the 13th position. Also Sterling Marlin has been kind of chopping his way up at the top 10. Sterling didn't start that far back here this evening. He was uh, in the uh, 12th spot to start the evening, but currently he's broken into the top 10, now running in the 7th position behind Mark Martin. A little bit surprised that Matt Kenseth has not been better than what he's been in the early going. Same race car that he had at Chicago where he dominated, led the most laps, finished second. He started 23rd, admitted in our pre-race coverage tonight that his team had a good race car for him in qualifying. He just screwed up a bit, started just outside the top 20, and he has slipped back to the 24th position. In fact, see if we can get a report from Pit Road on Matt. Well, Matt Kenseth right now just trying to feel out the racetrack of the car. A little bit tight going into the corners, Adam, and a little bit loose coming off. So they're just right now just riding things out so they can come down Pit Road for the first time to make some adjustments. Things have settled down at this stage of the race. We're 19 laps in, and Greg Biffle indeed has a very comfortable lead here, about seven-tenths of a second as it's marked now over Kurt Busch. Carl Edwards is third, Tony Stewart fourth, Jimmy Johnson rides in fifth. Got Mark Martin, who led early on. He's back in sixth. Sterling Marlin, as we told you, running in seventh. Brian Vickers is eighth. Ninth is Jeff Gordon. And tenth is Jeremy Mayfield. Dave Moody, are you seeing him? Uh, the car is experimenting with different lanes very much out there early on tonight. Yeah, indeed we are, Joe. Some of them by choice. Some of them by necessity. A lot of very skittish race cars here in turn two, at least at the start of this race. We saw last night a lot of debris on the racetrack. And I don't mean parts or pieces or shrapnel from tires. Just a lot of dust and dirt that's been blown around by the wind. It was kind of reminiscent talking to people down in the garage area of the old days at Rockingham where there was just a lot of sand blowing around on the racing surface. And it made the cars handle not very well in the early going. Even among the front runners right now, there are a lot of cars just kind of swapping lanes and doing what they want to do instead of what the driver wants them to do coming off turn number two. 500 miles, Joe, a very long race. And with that, this first run, very much a feel-out period 
for these drivers. Certainly if you're Greg Biffle, Kurt Busch, Carl Edwards, Tony Stewart, the guys up front, if you feel your race car is good, you want to stay out front and maintain that track position. But if you're anywhere from 10th on back, this is an opportunity to find out what you have, where is going to be good for your race car throughout the night. Because let's face it, 20 laps into a 250-lap race at a two-mile facility very early, and there's a lot of race to be run yet tonight. And you can tell the guys are having some problems early on. Jeff Gordon had a good starting spot for tonight's race. He started in the sixth spot. He was up there challenging among the top five for a while, but his car just is not handling very well at all. He continues to fall back through the field, currently running back in the tenth position, and the eleventh place man, Kevin Harvick, is all over him. I imagine they'll be looking forward to an opportunity to come down the pit lane and make some adjustments on that car. But he's not the only one out there. A few other guys kind of slipping back some. Kevin Harvick has fallen back to the eleventh position. Let's pick up Jeff Burton, though. He's on the move towards the front. Jeff coming off his best finish of the year last week at Bristol Motor Speedway with a runner-up finish there. And tonight, Adam, he's up to the 14th spot and showing some strength here tonight. You and I talked about what a tough time it's been of late for Richard Childress Racing. And Jeff Burton, one of the guys who hopes to get it turned around, joined that team just over a year ago, up to the 14th spot tonight, just got around Scott Riggs. And the next guy he'll see is Jeff Gordon. But unfortunately for now, Dave Moody, Jeff Gordon a long ways away. Well, he is, but the way that car is handling, he may not be long away for very long as Jeff Gordon's car really fading here as we go go to the caution flag off turn number two. Caution flag apparently for Mike Garvey, who had a problem coming through turns three and four. There's smoke billowing from the back of that car, and so the yellow flag will fly for the second time this evening. And Steve Post, I guess this is the opportunity a lot of those guys were waiting for, a chance to make some much-needed adjustments. Well, I think you're right. That first pit stop or first caution was on lap three. That was just a little too early to even know what the car was going to do. This one here on lap 23, this caution, gives them about half a run, and now they know what the car's going to do. I think we're going to get real busy down here in just a few moments as everybody is jumping up on the pit wall ready to provide service for their cars. It seemed last night in the Bush race that the guys who were out front had a distinct advantage over the guys who were running behind him. We saw at different periods throughout the evening if the cars were on level playing field, and what I mean by that, on the equal tires and had just come off the pit lane, the guy who was out front seemed to be able to pull away, and we saw Carl Edwards do that toward the tail end of the race, go on to win. Now Greg Biffle has been out there tonight, not sure what feel he has for his race car, probably handling pretty good out front. We'll see what he does when he comes down the pit lane in a moment. Looks very good for all the Roush cars. They occupy the top three spots. Started off with the top four positions in tonight's race, and they seem to be kind of taking turns as far as who leads in the early stages of the Sony HD 500. Getting ready to come down the pit lane, it's Greg Biffle leading Kurt Busch. Carl Edwards is third, Tony Stewart fourth, and Mark Martin is fifth. Sixth is Jimmy Johnson, Sterling Marlin seventh, Brian Vickers is eighth, ninth is Jeremy Mayfield, and 10th is Kevin Harvick. Pace car brings the field into turn number four at lap 24. That's when these first stops will take place, and we'll find out what kind of changes have to be made to make some of these guys who were falling back through the pack maybe pick up a little bit of steam in the next green flag run. Here comes the field, pouring off the track onto the pit lane. Again, the stop's coming at lap number 24. Let's go first to Alex Hayden. Coming down pit road, Kevin Harvick has the very first stall, 55 miles an hour. He'll slide to a stop. The Goodrich Chevrolet team swings around to the right side. One pump on the jack. It'll be a four-tire change for Kevin Harvick. Bill Elliott pulls to a stop just in front of him. Also, Kyle Busch, Jeremy Mayfield, others including Jeff Green, Dave Blaney, routine service for Travis Quapple as well. 
On up to the turn one in, and Steve Post. Greg Biffle, the leader in, just a little bit tight. Four tires and chassis adjustment on the National Guard Ford. Tony Stewart is in. He was having a solid run in the top five. Jeff Gordon in. Also, Carl Edwards makes pit service. Casey Kane brings it in. Jamie McMurray is in. Down on this end of pit road, the first one down and away. Looks like Greg Biffle may be the first one. Either that or Carl Edwards, as they were very, very close. Exiting turn number one end of pit road. Danielle Fry. Most of the guys on the midsection, Steve, are already complaining about tight conditions. So all these guys taking advantage, coming down on lap 24, making adjustments to their cars. In was Jimmy Johnson, four tires, track bar, and an air pressure adjustment. His car was getting extremely tight. Also in was Kurt Busch. He was fighting a little bit of a tight condition. Ryan Newman was in, Rusty Wallace, Joe Nemechek, and Kyle Petty. As Joe Nemechek and Kyle Petty's cars are still sitting on pit road, we'll follow up and see what the problem is for those two cars right now. And again, Matt Kenseth did not come down the pit lane. He stayed out to lead a lap at the Sony HD 500. It wasn't just built to be a museum. It was built to be a shrine to the history, heritage, and future of the sport we love. Visit the NASCAR Hall of Fame and see how Petty, Earnhardt, and hundreds of other NASCAR legends became heroes. Watch their most electrifying moments, experience realistic racing simulators, and much more. Plan a trip to the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte. Tickets at NASCARHall.com. NASCAR Hall of Fame. This is our sport. This is our house. Here's your chance to win a set of your very own Hercules tires. Go to HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Simply register, and each month we'll give away one set of tires. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading mileage coverage to get you wherever you need to go, no matter where the road takes you. Register now for your chance to win a set of Hercules Tires at HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Hercules Tires, ride on our street. Back under the green flag at California Speedway, Greg Biffle leads the way in turn two. The Roush triplets, one, two, three again, but under attack, Greg Biffle as his teammate, Carl Edwards, fights his way to the inside. They are absolutely dead, even up the back straightaway. The drag race is on into turn three. Give the lead to Carl Edwards as he'll beat Biffle into the turn. Although Biffle just sticks it in there, throws the forward into the corner and tries to work that middle groove. Greg Biffle said last night in Bush Series competition, you got to guard the low line. He doesn't do it this time. Edwards gets around, and here comes Kurt Busch charging below Greg Biffle at the stripe. Edwards leads, and Biffle may lose second in turn one. Down to the bottom is Kurt Busch. He'll take the number two position away. Biffle now will try and get back to the bottom before Jimmy Johnson arrives. He's not able to do it. Johnson to the bottom now. Chevrolet and Ford side by side for third. Biffle loses three spots or was about to as Jimmy Johnson challenges for that third position. Johnson barely got his fender underneath the left rear quarter panel of Biffle. Again, Biffle will work that middle group. Just cannot get it down to the bottom. And he's still wheel to wheel with Jimmy Johnson for third. Here they come charging off turn four. Back to start finish. Again, Jimmy Johnson trying to complete that pass down on the inside of the racetrack, but so far not quite able to do it. At the start finish line, gets a little forward momentum, but so does Greg Biffle. He pulls even again on the outside lane. They're side by side. Biffle now about a fender ahead as they hit the 14 degree banking in turn number one. Biffle washes way up the racetrack, has to backpedal. Jimmy Johnson goes by. Tony Stewart goes by. Now Mark Martin to the inside on Greg Biffle. A blink of an eye. Biffle loses two spots. Now he might lose three. Here comes Mark Martin down to the inside of turn three. Biffle giving him plenty of racing room, able to carry more momentum that is Martin. Brian Vickers now joins the three-car fight for the fifth position. Talking about, as Dan said, the battle for fifth. Carl Edwards leads. Bush is second. Greg Biffle third. Jimmy Johnson fourth. For fifth, Greg Biffle has
has it now. Right behind him, Mark Martin. Then there's Brian Vickers on back. Sterling Marlin trying to complete a pass around Michael Waltrip in turn one. Marlin's been on the charge since the drop of the green flag tonight. He'll pick up another position, move Marlin to eight as he dives underneath Michael Waltrip. Just in front of them, Brian Vickers is on the move. He goes low on Mark Martin. He is challenging Mark Martin for position. Again, they are side by side up the back straightaway. Right behind them, you've got Sterling Marlin with Michael Waltrip and Jeremy Mayfield in tow. All those drivers, single file, riding the low line through turns three and four. Another fast mover is Kyle Busch. He just got by Casey Kane a couple of laps ago and now works on Kevin Harvick. He'll slide by Harvick and move Kyle Busch now up to the 11th position. So another one of the Hendrick cars beginning to move towards the front of the field. They're back in turn one. And the race is on for the number four position. Greg Biffle got shuffled back a couple of laps ago. He's trying to come back on the inside lane as he drives underneath Tony Stewart. Move Biffle to fourth. Stewart back to fifth place. Tony Stewart was showing some pretty good speed before that caution. Maybe not in Enjoying the handling that he had before as Biffle is able to get by for that fourth spot. Top five cars, six cars, our single file as Vickers now has his hands full with Mark Martin and Sterling Marlin. Talk about Greg Biffle and Tony Stewart battling for that fourth position. Each driver has gone to victory lane five times this season. Currently they ride nose to tail in the fourth and fifth positions. 31 laps complete. Let's take you through the top ten. Carl Edwards shows the way. He was the pole setter, led the opening lap, and is back in the lead right now. Kurt Busch is second. Jimmy Johnson third. Greg Biffle fourth. And Tony Stewart is fifth. Sixth is Brian Vickers. Seventh to Mark Martin. Eighth Sterling Marlin. Ninth Michael Waltrip. And Jeremy Mayfield makes up the top ten. It's been an outstanding weekend here in California. Labor Day weekend. Racing all across the board. Practice sessions on Friday. Bud Polk qualifying for these Nextel Cup teams yesterday. NASCAR Bush Series teams raced last night. Been a wonderful weekend if you've been out here, but not the same for the folks in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama as they continue to deal with the devastation of Hurricane Katrina. The Talladega Super Speedway is leading the effort of all the International Speedway Corporation family of tracks by joining forces with the American Red Cross to raise funds to help the hurricane victims. Race fans are known for their generosity at a time like this. Log on to racefanshelp.com. That's racefanshelp.com. Or contact the American Red Cross today, 1-800-HELP-NOW. The phone number again, 1-800-HELP-NOW. And tell them you want to donate to the Talladega Relief Fund. That's been a lot of talk, of course, in the garage area throughout the racetrack here in Southern California this weekend. Various teams, various sponsors, various drivers who are launching their own efforts to help out in the relief effort there. The California Speedway has a program as well that is uh, trying to help the victims down in the Gulf Coast states. And it's uh, certainly a worthy cause in our hearts and prayers, our thoughts and prayers with all the folks there dealing with such a terrible situation. Here at California Speedway, change for the third position. Greg Biffle had fallen back a little bit, but Dan Hubbard, he's on the move forward again. Did it on the outside, I should say on the inside, coming off of turn two, Greg Biffle did, trying to get around Jimmy Johnson and reestablishes the Roush dominance at the front. You've got Carl Edwards, Kurt Busch, and now Greg Biffle in third. Talk about the Roush dominance. One guy who's not been great tonight, that's Matt Kenseth, started 23rd, slid back to 28th in that open run, stayed on the racetrack when all of the drivers came down at lap 24 for service under the caution flag. He came down at lap 25, but stayed out to lead a lap and get those five bonus points. Matt currently shown in the 32nd position, and Dave, you said as he made his way around under the caution flag, you noticed some damage on the Dewald Ford. Yeah, he's gotten into something early on in the race, Adam. Not serious, certainly won't affect the handling of the race car, but Matt Kenseth has gotten into somebody or something and scraped up the paint on the right-hand side of that Ford Taurus. 
Here comes the field working back off turn four. Not a lot of change up front. Still Carl Edwards and Kurt Busch the front two. Starting to tighten up, though, from third on back where Greg Biffle is there looking back seeing Jimmy Johnson and Tony Stewart starting to sneak in. Let's check in downstairs. Talking about Matt Kenseth's problem in his little bout with the outside retaining wall. When he came down pit road on lap 25 to make his stop, the crew not interested at all in the cosmetic damage. They did routine service, did not pull any fenders off the tires, didn't even take a look at the right side of the car. Let's pick up the 19th place battle Jeff Gordon slipping and sliding once again in turn two. All the way to the outside of the racetrack and they kick him three wide now. Bobby Labonte in the middle. Rusty Wallace down low. Labonte and Gordon nearly get together. You've got a tight gaggle of six to seven cars racing and Gordon now just backs out of the throttle. He wants no part of that. He was almost taken to the wall in the exit of turn two. Gordon falling back and losing several positions. He's very loose coming off of turn four. Talking about the battle from 19th on back. Last time by Jeff Gordon was in the 19th spot. Elliot Sadler went around. So did Rusty Wallace, Jeff Green, Bobby Labonte, and Ricky Rudd. And right now, Jeff Gordon finds himself back in the 26th spot, losing seven positions in one lap. Let's go to Pitt Road. Jeff Gordon very, very loose on the DuPont Chevy. They made some adjustments that last time down. Still fighting the handling on that race car. Jeff Gordon dropping back through the field, and they are the ones on the hot seat in the 10th spot in the point standing. So right now some concern in the DuPont pits. They're hoping maybe as the weather changes, it'll start to come back to him as well. He's been great all weekend, fast in both practice sessions, qualified well, was running good the first 15 laps or so, but had a a very bad condition as far as the way the car was handling the first part of the race, and now things getting even worse for Jeff Gordon's efforts. We've completed 37 laps now. Carl Edwards leads Kurt Busch, Greg Biffle's third, Tony Stewart's now fourth, and Jimmy Johnson runs in fifth. We're at lap 41 of 250 in the Sony HD 500 here at the California Speedway this evening. So far, we've had six lead changes among five drivers. Two caution flags have waved. There are three cars already in the garage. Stuart Kirby, Mike Garvey, and J.J. Yaley. Let's take a look at the full-field rundown on the AutoZone leaderboard. Carl Edwards is the man showing the way. Kurt Busch's teammate is second. The other teammate, Greg Biffle, is third. Then comes Tony Stewart in fourth and Jimmy Johnson fifth. Brian Vickers runs sixth. Mark Martin is seventh. Sterling Marlin eighth. Kyle Busch ninth. And Casey Kane is tenth. Looking good in the early going. Michael Waltrip, he rides 11th. Not a bad run for Kevin Harvick, who's up to 12th this evening. 13th spot goes to Jeremy Mayfield. Casey Mears is 14th. Jeff Burton currently in the 15th position. 16th to Scott Wimmer. Ryan Newman started back in the pack. To be specific, 28th. He has worked his way to 17th in the running order. 18th right now to Scott Riggs. Rusty Wallace, 19th. And Jeff Green completes the top 20. Elliott Sadler is up to 21st. 22nd is Ricky Rudd. Dale Earnhardt Jr. doing well. He's worked his way up to 23rd now. Matt Kenseth is 24th. Bobby Labonte, 25th. Mike Bliss, 26th. Jamie McMurray, 27th. Ken Schrader's 28th. Joe Nemechek, 29th. And Dale Jarrett's running in 30th. 31st right now, Robbie Gordon. Dave Blaney shows 32nd. Bobby Hamilton Jr., good qualifying run. has not worked out for him. He shows in the 33rd position. We talked about Jeff Gordon's problems. He's currently scored 34th. 35th to Bill Elliott. Kyle Petty in 36th. Boris Said is 37th. 38th right now to Tony Raines. Travis Quapple, 39th. Hermie Sadler shown in 40th. Stuart Kirby shown behind the wall in 41st. 11 laps down. Mike Garvey on the racetrack, but he's several laps down as well, being scored in 42nd. And J.J. Yaley completed two laps tonight and had an incident off a of turn four. He is scored in the 43rd position. We have 43 laps complete. That's a look at the AutoZone leaderboard. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Motor Racing Network. 
From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. This is Jesse's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. As a nurse, not making it to work was not an option. But driving through the snow with my wiper blades struggling, I just didn't feel safe. So I pulled into O'Reilly Auto Parts, and before I knew it, an employee was offering to install the wiper blades on my car. I got to stay out of the snow for a moment, and I still made it to work on time. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Fontana, California, the site of NASCAR Nextel Cup racing on a gorgeous Sunday night out west. Mountains in the backdrop of this two-mile oval with Joe Moore. I'm Adam Alexander, Dave Moody, Dan Hubbard covering the action in turns one and two and three and four this evening. Pit road and garage coverage being handled tonight by Steve Post, Danielle Fry, and Alex Hayden. 44 laps on the board, and so far it's been the Roush Racing Show. Carl Edwards leads the way, 44 laps on the board. And, Joe, the first 44 laps all being done by Roush Racing at this point. It's almost like they choreographed the first part of this race, taking turns, leading for a little bit. Carl Edwards on the pole. Mark Martin took over at lap two. Then it was Kurt Busch coming by at lap six. Greg Greg Biffle got his chance at lap number 11. And then at lap 24, Matt Kenseth stayed out when everybody else came down the pit lane. Stayed out for one lap anyway and he got his leader bonus. So they're all taking turns, showing the way up front, and they've got good cars. You know, Roush has been very successful here over the years. Matter of fact, Ford leads the way as far as victories. They've won here six times over the years, and uh, the Roush camp determined to get all their players up in the top ten to run in the chase for the next Hell Cup and hoping to maybe score a win on the way. And I guess really you shouldn't be surprised Carl Edwards leading here tonight. He won last night NASCAR Bush Series competition. That the latest in a number of starts for him here at California. Two truck series, series starts. Last night his second Bush start. Prior to this evening, two Nextel Cup starts. He's never finished outside the top ten. Was fifth here in the Nextel Cup Series in February. He's a very good race car driver, knows this two-mile oval very well, and he's showing it here tonight. Who's in the chase and who's out after Richmond? The best way to know. And Trouble in turn four. It's our leader, Carl Edwards. He had a tire go down. He does a 360. Kurt Busch and Greg Biffle narrowly miss him down to the bottom. And Carl Edwards continues to spin. Everybody gets off the throttle. Edwards finally comes to a rest inside the apron at the exit of turn four. Man, this is huge. Carl Edwards in the chase, but now in the wall up in turn number four. He's rolled down on the apron of the track and appears to be moving. Let's go back to Dan Hubbard. Luckily, I believe Carl Edwards did manage to keep it off the wall. This started at the entrance of turn three. As soon as he just barely rode the brakes, setting up the car for turn three, it started to wiggle all over the place. That was a good indication that the tire lining was starting to come off. The carcass did come off. I believe it was the right front. Carl tried to hold on to it as long as he could all the way around turn three, but as soon as he hit four, he did a couple of 360s, did keep it off the wall. I believe he's refired it now in the pits. He's headed down the pit lane, right side, the rear of the car, even the front end looked to be in pretty good shape. Let's go down to Steve Post for a complete report. The Office Depot Ford limping down pit road. Bob Osborne, the crew chief on top, waiting for the car to arrive. It does right now. You're right, Joe. There's not a lot of body damage to the car. The crew around to the right side of it going to change those tires. Also now uh, looking at the left side 
as uh, Carl Edwards and the crew here just uh, surveying the damage. Does not look like any damage is done. Edwards might have looped that thing out a couple times and kept it off the wall. Crew now around to the left side of it, pulling the fenders out, making sure everything is all right. And they do come across the wall with one flat tire. Carl Edwards back down and away. Well, I'll tell you, it couldn't have been much better timing. He was coming off a of turn four, does an unbelievable job keeping that home or that office depot forward off the wall, and he's able to drive right down the pit lane and get it serviced, Joe. A bad break in the early going, but a number of scenarios that happened for him that could keep him in contention for a win later on tonight. Well, remember last year at Homestead Miami Speedway, his teammate Kurt Busch losing a tire, coming down the pit lane and came back around and uh, picked up uh, the championship as a result of his good finish there well the teammate might have his chance to do a similar move here tonight now everybody comes down the pit lane to make stops at lap number 48 let's go to danielle fry jimmy johnson and is is in and you can see the anticipation and frustration from creature chad canals he did not want his driver to get involved in carl edwards incident and he did not four tires and fuel he's a little bit tight they made slight adjustments on his car kurt bush was also in four tires and fuel rusty wallace ryan newman Kyle Petty, Sterling Marlin, all of these guys taking this opportunity to come down pit road and make the necessary adjustments. Now up to Steve. Greg Biffle, the first one in. Tony Stewart, the first one out of drivers on this end of pit road. Follows Kurt Busch down. Jeff Gordon in, talking about the chassis adjustments, all kinds of adjustments on the DuPont Chevy. Michael Waltrip is in. Also in on this end of pit road, Casey Kane, Jamie McMurray stops, Mark Martin stops, Dale Earnhardt Jr., all stopping on this end of pit road. Alex Hayden? Matt Kenseth was on pit road. They made a chassis adjustment as well as an air pressure adjustment, took four tires. The only driver at the turn four in the pit road that has a good race car is that of Kyle Busch. Didn't really want any changes. Four new Goodyears on his machine and filling it with Sonoka racing fuel. Bill Elliott with chassis adjustments. Also, tight end, loose off is the ski for Kevin Harvick and Dale Jarrett. Ricky Rudd, Jeremy Mayfield also on pit road. Four tires and fuel for both of these drivers as well as they head back on the track. And the only driver to stay on the racetrack, Jamie McMurray. He's one of the drivers involved in the chase for the Nextel Cup. He stays out, crosses the start-finish line as the leader, gets five bonus points, and he will come down the pit lane. California Speedway, the scene, and right now it shows Greg Biffle leading Kurt Busch as we have 48 laps complete. Tonight's broadcast of the Sony HD 500 on MRN Radio is brought to you in part by the next Ford Super Duty. Tougher, stronger, smarter. By Team Tylenol. Think fast. By Coca-Cola. Let's make it real. And by Valvoline. They're not just on the car. They're in it. The Sony HD 500 coming up shortly under the lights here at California Speedway as the Motor Racing Network brings it to you live. Kurt Busch shows the way. His younger brother, Kyle, has just taken over the second spot. Let's take a look at the full field rundown on the AutoZone leaderboard. We're about halfway through a green flag fuel run, so let's tell you where everybody is currently standing. Again, brothers Bush up front. Kurt leads. Kyle is second. Tony Stewart runs in third. Brian Vickers is fourth. And Sterling Marlin, fifth. Mark Martin runs in sixth. Greg Biffle is seventh. Casey Kane is eighth. Michael Waltrip, ninth. And Elliot Sadler runs tenth. Matt Kenseth at one time back around the 30th position is rallied back. He rides 11th, 12th to Scott Wimmer having a good run tonight. Jimmy Johnson with some problems has dropped back to 13th. Joe Nemechek shows 14th and right now Rusty Wallace, a former California winner, shows in the 15th position. 16th to Kevin Harvick. Ryan Newman is 17th. Ricky Rudd in the 18th spot. 19th to Jeremy Mayfield and Dale Earnhardt Jr. has now worked his way to 20th. Jeff Burton's 21st. Robbie Gordon's 22nd. Dale Jarrett 23rd and Jeff Green is shown in 24th. Scott Riggs up to 25th now. Carl Edwards back in the pack after leading early this evening. He's in 26th. 
Jamie McMurray is 27th. Ken Schrader, 28th. Dave Blaney, 29th. Jeff Gordon is in 30th. 31st to Bill Elliott, Mike Bliss back in 32nd position, 33rd to Kyle Petty, 34th is Bobby Labonte, Bobby Hamilton Jr. being scored in 35th, Tony Raines in the 36th position, and 37th is Boris Said. All those drivers on the lead lap. Travis Quapple being shown one lap down. He's in the 39th position, 40th right now to Hermie Sadler. Actually put Casey Mears at 38th, Quapple 39th, Hermie Sadler in 40th. All those drivers one lap down. Mike Garvey being scored several laps down in 41st. J.J. Yaley has come back out after an early accident. He's shown in 42nd at Stuart Kirby behind the wall being scored in the 43rd position. That's a look at the AutoZone leaderboard. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Pit stops last came at lap number 48. We're now at lap number 79. So closing in on another round coming up, maybe the next 15 or 20 laps. So let's take a sweep through the pits. Brought to you by Craftsman, the official tools of NASCAR. Couple of drivers just having a nice solid run here. Brian Vickers in the fourth spot aboard the GMAC Chevy. Crew Chief Lance McGrew. Car was a little loose early. Now it's a little bit tight in the center of the corner. And Brian actually reporting the grip is a problem. That he's actually spinning the tires up off in the corner. They're hoping that as the night goes on, that that grip will improve and he'll be able to use full throttle off the corner. This is a strong car for them. The same car that finished third in Indianapolis. Michael Waltrip up inside the top ten. Started 19th. Moved forward quickly. Car has been very solid, just a little bit loose. Minor adjustments is all they've made, but the Napa Chevrolet is currently in the ninth spot. Greg Biffle led early. They lost a lot of ground on that pit stop. Uh, they lost a lot of ground on that pit stop. Back on lap number 48, they had a crew member fall down. One of the tire carriers fell down on the pit stop, and they lost ground back to 12th, but they moved up to 7th spot. Car is still very, very good, and Greg Biffle is working his way back up toward the top 5. Have a change for the lead. It happened in turn 1. Down to the inside, Kyle Busch completes his march to the front, takes over the number one position with a move on the inside. Kyle Busch tonight becomes the sixth different leader and the first, excuse me, the fifth different leader. No, I was right the first time. The sixth different leader and the first one outside the Roush Racing Camp to show the way. He takes the lead at lap 81. We just crossed the start-finish line. He's pulling away from brother Kurt, 82 laps to complete. Let's go back down and continue our sweep through the pits to Danielle Fry. Adam, like you just mentioned, Kyle Busch just took over the first spot from his brother Kurt, and no concerns in Kurt Busch's pit. He has been tight since the start of the race, but they've made slight adjustments, either track bar or air pressure, but nothing drastic on his machine. And it's interesting to note, a lot of people like Dave Moody, Dan Hubbard, and you guys, you and Joe, have been talking about the sun and the effect that it's having on some of these guys going into turn one, coming off of turn two. Kurt Busch asked his guys to make him a cardboard visor. And what they did on that second, on that last pit stop at lap 48, he got that cardboard visor and attached it on the inside of his visor, right above his eyes, so it helped shield the sun to kind of ease the pain, so to speak, of this, of this bright California sunshine. Elliot Sadler, one of the guys that's got to try and make his way into the chase of the next currently 13th in the points. He's the defending race winner. He, too, is a little bit tight. They've made adjustments every time he's come down pit road. He he started 15th. He is now in the 10th position. And Casey Mears having a wonderful run early on. He started 33rd. But on lap 54, around lap 54, he had to come in because of a vibration. They were not sure what it was, either a bad set of tires or a loose lug nut. They changed all four tires. Very costly for him as he is now back around the 38th position. Alex? Well, Ricky Rudd obviously did not practice the car, did not qualify. It's a Wood Brothers-owned machine. 
John Wood practiced and qualified the machine. Although Ricky got here in time for the race, had to start at the back of the field. He's worked his way up to 17th, has been very happy with the car. Wanted to thank John Wood over the radio for getting the car where it needed to be. Ricky, a little timid at the start of the race because he hasn't been in the car, but right now he's riding a rocket ship as he's worked his way from the back of the field up to the number 17 position. We've talked and documented the troubles of Matt Kenseth all afternoon. As the sun begins to set, the car is coming in. They set the car up to be rather loose at the start when the sun was out the highest. The track temperature at 115 degrees. Sun going down. The car is getting better. Matt Kenseth is rallying his way up now to the 11th spot just outside of the top 10. Scott Wimmer, the Bill Davis owned cat machine, having an outstanding day as well. He started 26th. He's now up to the number 12 spot. Loose to start the race. They tightened the car up on the first pit stop. Went too far. They had to come back, make other adjustments. Now Scott Wimmer has found himself running in the number 12 spot, having a great day in the Caterpillar machine. Those are some of the stories happening down on the pit lane. Meanwhile, Kyle Busch continues to lead and pull away from the field in California Speedway, a place he's going to be falling in love with. Got his first Nextel Cup pole of his career at the age of 19. We came here in February, and he's out front this afternoon, 86 of 250 complete in California. Every once in a while, a race team will have plans to bring a particular race car to a racetrack, and then something happens, and that car runs good at another facility. Driver likes it so much, and therefore you decide to take it to a track maybe you weren't planning to bring it to. Well, that's the case for our leader tonight. Kyle Busch out front in that Kellogg Chevrolet, the same car they ran at Michigan a couple of weeks ago. Very dominant race car. In fact, he led 19 laps. They felt very good about it, but he got some debris on the grill, overheated, lost the engine, and because of that, They were out early, but they said they liked the car so much on that two-mile racetrack, they were going to bring it here tonight. Appears to be a good move. 90 laps down, and he shows the way. Tony Stewart now second. Kurt Busch is third. Mark Martin fourth. And Brian Vickers in the fifth position. Most everybody you talked to in the garage this weekend did bring the same car from from, uh, Michigan to here at uh, California Speedway because the tracks are so very similar. Been about 40 laps since the last round of pit stops. We're starting to see some of the lead lap cars come down the pit lane. At least one came in, Alex Hayden. That was Kevin, ago, Harvick. Kevin Harvick there in front of you. Yeah, Kevin Harvick came down pit road. It was a four-tire change back on lap 89. Still complaining of a tight car getting into turns one and turn three, but very loose when he gets back on the throttle. He's having to feather that throttle gingerly to try to get it back full matted when he hits the straightaways, but it was a four-tire change. Air pressure adjustment as well for Harvick. Steve Post, any indication of when the rest of the guys down at your end of pit road will stop? A lot of people standing on pit wall right now. They were last in on lap 48. They're saying the window is about 48, so that put us at 96. That's about four laps away. And, yeah, we're getting ready to have a lot of action down here as everybody is starting to get up on the pit wall just wondering which lap to come down for service. Jeff Gordon, the only driver to win multiple races here at California. He's been to victory lane here three times. Not been a good night this evening for the four-time Nextel Cup champion. Started six, dropped back in the early run. He's being scored right now in 20. 24th and making the most progress we've seen him make in a while. Carl Edwards led early at a tire problem. He's up to the 21st position. Rusty Wallace, a former winner here as well, pulls off the racetrack, comes down the pit lane, and we have caution. Problems on the back straightaway. Our third caution of the night, Hermie Sadler with problems on the back stretch. Rusty Wallace coming down the pit lane. They will go ahead and continue service. Let's go to Danielle Fry. Well, it was a routine stop for Rusty Wallace. Obviously, the caution, not what he, what he wanted to see. Four tires, a little bit of adjustment on the track par, two cans of Sunoco fuel, and he is down and away.
Dave Mooden, you get an idea of what happened to uh, Hermie Sadler back there. Came through turns one and two, Joe, and just fell off the pace very quickly. It was an anxious moment for Tony Stewart. He had to go three wide around Sadler with a quick move to the inside of the racetrack. Hermie got it down onto the apron, got about halfway down the back straightaway, and just turned it uh, down toward one of the service entrances on the inside. Didn't look like that car was going to have the momentum to get back to pit road on its own. Not good luck at all for Rusty Wallace, who had come down the pit lane, but as Steve Post reported, everybody else was getting close to coming in to make their stops. Now they've got a chance to do it under the caution flag. While they're working around, making their way back to the front straightaway to come down the pit lane, let's take a look at where the championship point standings are right now. As of this moment, Tony Stewart has the lead, as he did coming in here this evening. Greg Biffle is second. Behind him, 234 points. Then it's Jimmy Johnson in third. Rusty Wallace is fourth. Mark Martin is fifth. Sixth is Kurt Busch. Seventh is Jeremy Mayfield. Carl Edwards has fallen to eighth. Ninth is Ryan Newman. And tenth is Matt Kenseth. He's broken into the top ten. Eleventh is Elliot Sadler. He's outside the top ten. Now by uh, just 21 points. Uh, Jeff Gordon is twelfth. Thirteenth is Jamie McMurray. Followed by Dale Jarrett. Dale Earnhardt Jr. fifteenth. And Joe Nemechek sixteenth. That's a look at the NASCAR Nextel Cup Series point standings as we close in on the cut for the chase for the Nextel Cup. Brought to you by NASCAR Race Points, the official race rewards program of NASCAR. Leaders coming down the pit lane at lap 94. Let's go to Kyle Busch's pit, Alex Hayden. Four tire change already on the left side, and the last of the lug nuts being tightened. He's already down and away. It was just a minor air pressure adjustment for Kyle Busch. Ricky Rudd with four tires in service. Likewise with Scott Wimmer also on pit road. Travis Quapple, Bill Elliott, Robbie Gordon, and Dave Blaney now on up to Steve Post. Greg Biffle, one of the first ones to hit his mark. Mark Martin is in. They almost crashed exiting pit road. Tony Stewart also in early on the first one off is Stewart. Michael Waltra pitted. Carl Edwards pits. Jeff Gordon pits. Jamie McMurray also getting pit service. Ken Schrader's car still sits down here along pit road. Danielle Fry. Well, Ryan Newman was in. Uh, Kurt Busch was in. Four tires for both of those guys. But this big story down here on the midsection, Steve, is Jimmy Johnson. He sits idle on pit road. The crew concentrating on the right side. They're changing the right front shock on the low Chevrolet. He said that the car, there was something terribly wrong with the car. He brushed the wall earlier in the race, and the car just would not turn. So they're going to go ahead and try and change that right front shock. He's still sitting on pit row. The crew working very feverishly to get this done so Jimmy Johnson can get the handling back on this car. Now they're swinging over to the left side. Going to go ahead and change the left side tires. Second can of Sunoco fuel is going in. The hood is still up on the Jimmy Johnson machine. So routine service for these drivers as they come down the pit lane under caution at lap 94, servicing their vehicles. Everyone has left the pit lane with the exception of Jimmy Johnson. As Danielle Fry described, work continues on the low Chevrolet. Who's in the chase and who's out after Richmond? The best way to know with up to the second certainty is with track pass on NASCAR.com. This Tuesday through the Sunday after the Chevy Rock and Roll 400, you can access the entire track pass suite of offerings for free. For more information, Log on to NASCAR.com. As the field comes down to the start-finish line, they cycle back around. It shows Jeremy Mayfield as the race leader. Tony Stewart is second. Mark Martin, third. Kyle Busch, fourth. And Kurt Busch runs in fifth. Sixth is Brian Vickers. Greg Biffle is seventh. Elliott Sadler, eighth. Matt Kenseth is in ninth. And Sterling Marlin runs in the tenth spot. And this the fourth caution flag of the evening. We were talking earlier about Kyle Busch and the fact that he's made such a great run from the rear of the pack to the front here this evening and took over the lead for a while there and led uh, some 15 laps or so and how well he did at Michigan several weeks ago 
but got that paper on the front of the grill. That's the kind of thing that happens at some of these high-speed tracks. It's happened many times at Michigan. We've seen it here as well. And I spoke to Jimmy Johnson about that very thing. He said that's the kind of thing you have no control whatsoever over, but it is very subject to happen, and it can put you out. No, there's nothing. Hopefully the issues seen at Michigan and that we have here that the track has, has worked on containing whatever those wrappers are. I mean, it really only is Michigan and, uh, and Fontana where we have those issues. And from the team's aspect, it's so frustrating to have something out of your control take you out of a race. And to look what happened to Kyle Busch in Michigan had one of the strongest cars and gets something over the, the air inlet for the radiator, cooks some odor, and is out of the race. Uh, we can, as a team, we prepare for so many things, but you can't, you can't control that. And if other tracks can do a good job and, and control it, I know that these two can, and hopefully things have been addressed to, to keep that from happening. And NASCAR has been working with the track here at California Speedway to try to keep some of that debris from flying around. But it's tough, Adam, when you've got, you know, 100,000-plus people on hand to watch a race, and every now and then something slips. Indeed it is, and that's one of the things these teams are faced with. And we saw it happen at Michigan a couple of weeks ago. It's happened here at California. Nothing you can do about it but prepare for it. And so many times on the pit lane you will see an extra guy over the wall or someone designated when they come over the wall. Can't send an extra guy over the wall for this, but they will wipe their hand across the grill, making sure they pull any debris off the car so that engine doesn't overheat. Talked about Jeremy Mayfield taking over the lead. He has relinquished that, coming down the pit lane for service. And want to update you on Rusty Wallace. He was coming down pit road as the caution flag came out to make a scheduled green flag stop. He was caught on the pit lane as caution did fly. Rusty did uh, fall a lap down to the leaders. He has scored back in the 34th position. We are at lap 96 under the caution flag for the fourth time this evening. Coming up on the green flag, waving again here at California Speedway with 33 cars on the lead lap. The last of those is Jimmy Johnson. We told you of problems there on pit road. They've made another stop trying to straighten out the Lowe's Chevrolet, but he is still on the lead lap. Up front, though, it's Tony Stewart, Mark Martin, Kyle Busch, Kurt Busch, and Brian Vickers. That's the top five, followed by Greg Biffle, Elliot Sadler, Matt Kenseth, Sterling Marlin and Casey Kane coming to the green. Restart at lap 98. Rusty Wallace did not lose a lap, but he's on the tail end of a lap down. He's in front of leader Tony Stewart. Second place Mark Martin and Kyle Busch try to get around him as they're back in one. And Rusty Wallace now is going to have to run for his life and try to hang on to the tail end of the lead lap. Not going to work. He washes up the racetrack. Lap cars going underneath him. They're three wide for the lead now. Mark Martin, Tony Stewart in the middle, then Rusty Wallace up high. The lap down machine now. And Tony Stewart almost collected Kevin Harvick, who was a lap machine, but Stewart now gets by Wallace, so Wallace does go a lap down. Mark Martin in second also gets by. Kyle Busch, a very close third. Casey Mears made all that happen as he opened up the inside lane. He and Kevin Harvick both got by, got back on the tail end of the lead lap. And that shook things up further back. Tony Stewart still has the top spot, but now Mark Martin is in second, and the battle rages for third in turn one. Third spot now. Kyle Busch has got a rearview mirror full of big brother Kurt. Right behind him comes Brian Vickers, then Greg Biffle. Elliot Sadler now going side-by-side side with Matt Kenseth. Everybody fanning out and looking for room. Very, very crowded from fourth on back. Here is Kyle Busch hugging the wall up the back straightaway. Kurt Busch, his older brother, as you said, is right side by side with him. Wheel to wheel for that fourth position. Give it to Kyle for the moment. Who's using Russell?
Dusty Wallace as a pick. Kyle Bush goes to the outside, able to make the pass. Here's what you've got. You've got a pair of vehicles on the tail end of a lead lap showing the way. Casey Mears, then Kevin Harvick, then Tony Stewart, the leader, followed by Mark Martin. The top cars back in turn one. Everybody single file for the moment. The first two-by-two battle. Kurt Busch going underneath the lap car of Rusty Wallace. Rusty's car once again pushes up the banking. Kurt Busch underneath him and opens the door for Greg Biffle. Meanwhile, up at the front, Mark Martin now starting to apply the pressure to Tony Stewart. Draws within one car length of our leader. Kyle Busch rides by himself in third. In fourth, he's got the car of Kurt Busch with Greg Biffle, Brian Vickers, and Matt Kenseth in hot pursuit. Greg Biffle looks down to the inside of the track, needs to get up alongside Kurt Busch and challenge there. That's for the fourth position. And again, they've got the lap car of Rusty Wallace kind of in their way. Now they clear Wallace and go at it together. Side by side, the two Roush cars in turn one. Door to door with Greg Biffle on the inside side of the racetrack. Kurt Busch on the outside. Biffle will get the advantage. Busch goes way up the banking. Underneath him now will come Brian Vickers. Kurt Busch fighting on the outside. This is the fight from fifth on back. It is Busch on the high outside with Brian Vickers trying to get around Rusty Wallace. Nothing doing there. Wallace will beat Vickers in the turn three. Again, Wallace is trying to get back on the lead lap. It's frustrating the efforts of Brian Vickers trying to catch Kurt Busch. Seems each and every time we have a good green flag run this evening, somewhere in the top ten, you've got a battle for position. And right now we're talking about the battle for sixth. Actually, it's on back. Sterling Marlin to the inside of Casey Kane. This is the battle for the eighth spot. They're in turn one. Sterling Marlin on the march once again. Casey Kane is right there. Joe Nemechek rolling well in the outside lane. He gets around Marlin with a high line charge. He'll try and make a run at Casey Kane, but Kane slides up the racetrack to shut him down. Best seat in the house for all that action is Sterling Marlin. He's had a terrific run here this evening. He watches Nemechek going to the inside of Casey Kane. Kane gives up the position easily, although there's a little bit of tire smoke coming from the left rear of Joe Nemechek. Joe Nemechek rebounding from a problem earlier down on the pit lane. He's currently up to the 10th position, so starting to close in on the front part of the field. Brian Vickers trying to move up. He's dealing with the lap car of Rusty Wallace. We talked about Scott Wimmer having a good run. He's right behind him in the 12th spot in turn one. Everybody trying to make their way past the Rusty Wallace machine. Rusty drifting up to the top of the racetrack. Leaves the bottom wide open. Brian Vickers will storm underneath him, and now Matt Kenseth looks to follow. You can't blame Rusty Wallace trying to stay on a pace with the leaders. He got caught in the pits. He didn't want to go a lap down, but didn't get his wrist. Now he's just kind of getting in the way of Matt Kenseth, Joe Nemechek, and others still trying to get back on the lead lap. Starting to hear the name from Matt Kenseth more frequently in our broadcast tonight, and that's because he is coming to the front. Started outside the top 20, ill-handling race car on the first green flag run tonight. Had him drop back around the 30th position, but he's rallied back. He's led a lap. Got his five bonus points, and he's been able to work his way up to the seventh position. Other drivers on the move tonight. Got to talk about Ryan Newman. Here's a driver that started 28th. He's been able to bring his car all the way to the 12th position. Scott Wimmer, a good run in 14th. And what about Jeff Gordon? Had those problems, dropped outside the top 35. He's back up to 19th. Carl Edwards running 38th there after having a tire issue earlier. Our pole setter back to 17th. A number of drivers battling adversity, but using a long race to come from behind and have a chance for a good run here tonight. Taking their time, having the benefit of a couple of extra caution flags, 
and some extra time on the pit lane to make adjustments on their cars. Question is, can Jimmy Johnson rebound? Although, he's got a little better breathing, though. He's locked in to the chase for the NASCAR Nextel Cup. We're at lap 105 of 250. Gives us 145 to go. Time now for a mid-race update brought to you by MBNA. Tonight, we've seen 13 lead changes among eight drivers. The caution flag has waved four times, and currently 33 cars are shown on the lead lap. Quick look at the top ten. Tony Stewart, Mark Martin, Greg Biffle, Kyle Busch, and Kurt Busch. Then it's Brian Vickers, Matt Kenseth, Joe Nemechek, Sterling Marlin, and Elliot Sadler. This mid-race update brought to you by MBNA. Apply for an official NASCAR credit card issued by MBNA with a photo of one of more than 80 drivers. Log on to MBNA.com or when you attend a NASCAR event, be sure to visit one of the new blue MBNA booths and receive a free gift just for applying. Joe just ran down the top ten. Final man mentioned in the rundown, Elliot Sadler. He's got to go. He's got a lot of heat coming from behind him, including drivers. Drivers like Ryan Newman and Scott Riggs, they're midway down the backstretch. They are hot on his heels as Elliott Sadler comes in. Plenty of company behind him. Ryan Newman down low, Scott Riggs, Michael Walter, Casey Kane, also part of that mix. Good battle going on back in the pack here. Several clusters of great racing going on throughout the pack here. Let's pick up Elliott Sadler as he leads that heavy pack. Scott Riggs right behind him. Ryan Newman tried to make a stab at Michael Waltrip, but here at the start-finish line had to get back in line. Yeah, Ryan Newman and Scott Riggs very nearly got together here in turn two a lap or two ago, Joe. Riggs pushed the nose up to the outside of Newman. Newman put the squeeze on him, and Riggs had to back out of the throttle. He has since gotten that spot away from Ryan Newman. All of that action going on about two car lengths behind Elliott Sadler. It is the car of Scott Riggs trying to clear Michael Waltrip and Ryan Newman. Three separate distinctive lines between Waltrip, Newman, and Riggs as they exit off of turn four. Some guys putting their left side tires in the white lane, uh, uh, the white line on the bottom of the racetrack. Other guys running in the middle groove, some by the outside wall. Let's continue to talk about about the battle from 12th on back. Michael Waltrip leads the parade to turn one. Waltrip's got a rear view mirror full of of, uh, the Ryan Newman machine. Newman wanted the bottom of the racetrack. Mikey had it covered, so Newman will climb the ladder, go at him on the outside. Waltrip tries to squeeze him. Newman keeps his foot in the door and pulls alongside. Oh, and Waltrip almost took Newman all the way to the wall, but Newman would not back out of the throttle, and he is rewarded with the spot. Now it's Michael Waltrip who has to back off, and he's under attack from Ricky Rudd on the outside as they go side-by-side headed back to the strike. Remember, Ricky Rudd had to start at the rear of the field since John Wood practiced and qualified his car here yesterday afternoon, and he is indeed coming up, trying to pick up yet another spot as he works on Michael Waltrip, clears him, and falls in behind Ryan Newman. Everybody single file at least for the moment here. Ricky Rudd making some good progress. He'll put the crosshairs on the Ryan Newman machine now. He's about a car length away. Right behind them. Michael Waltrip under the gun again. This time it's Jeff Burton hounding the back bumper. Jeff Burton has had an up and down afternoon running in the top 15 and falling back and starting to make his way up to the front once again. Challenging Michael Waltrip for that position. Waltrip washes up the 14 degree banking giving the good look to Jeff Burton down low. Battle for 14th is on. Michael Waltrip is there but he's out by the wall. Jeff Burton in that bright orange singular wireless Chevrolet drives down to the inside. It's a dead heat for 14th to the start finish line. They continue side-by-side side in one. Side-by-side, side, they go into one, but Jeff Burton will take the low road, take the spot away from Michael Waltrip, at least for the moment. Waltrip trying to rally back on the outside. Can't get it done. Has to fall back in the tire track to Jeff Burton. Waltrip just got a little bit loose there off the exit of turn two. Had to relinquish the spot to Jeff Burton. Who will beat him into turn three? Right up in front of him, you've got Scott Riggs again challenging Elliott 
Sattler for position. All this action going on back around 10th, 11th, 12th, and 13th positions. While up front, it's still Tony Stewart on cruise control, leading by a full second over Mark Martin. Greg Biffle rides in third. Kurt Busch is on the move again. He's picked up a position getting by younger brother Kyle. Kurt is up to fourth, and Kyle is in fifth. Brian Vickers rides sixth. Seventh is Matt Kenseth. Eighth is Sterling Marlin. Ninth is Joe Nemechek. And in tenth is Elliot Sadler. Let's take you on back. Eleventh right now, Scott Riggs. Ryan Newman rides in twelfth. Thirteenth to Ricky Rudd. Fourteenth right now is Jeff Burton. Michael Waltrip scored in fifteenth. Carl Edwards continues to move forward. His Ford shows in the sixteenth spot. Casey Kane in the top 10 moments ago. He's back in 17th now. 18th is Scott Wimmer, Jeff Gordon to 19th, and Jamie McMurray currently 20th. Bobby Labonte runs 21st, Dale Jarrett 22nd, Jimmy Johnson 23rd, with Robbie Gordon 24th and Bill Elliott 25th. Dale Earnhardt Jr. has fallen to 26th. Jeremy Mayfield is 27th. Then it's Jeff Green in 28th, Mike Bliss 29th, and Kyle Petty 30th. 31st right now is Kyle Petty. He just moved back to the 31st position. 32nd is Bobby Hamilton Jr. Ken Schrader, 33rd. Casey Mears scored in 34th. 35th to Kevin Harvick. 36th right now is Rusty Wallace. Boris Sedge scored in 37th. Tony Raines, 38th. Travis Quapple in 39th. Mike Garvey is 40th. Hermie Sadler shown out of the race. He scored in 41st. J.J. Yaley back in the event. He's 42nd. Stuart Kirby done for the evening. He's shown in 43rd. 113 laps complete, and Tony Stewart continues out front. Got a great battle going on here at California Speedway for the fourth position. Kurt Busch leads the parade as they come down to the line. Actually, Greg Biffle just in front of him. Kyle Busch and Matt Kenseth all knotted up in turn one. And that's been a bare knuckler over the last couple of laps. Right now it's Biffle in fourth, but... Kurt Busch climbs the backing. He's going to try the long way around. Kyle Busch will go to the bottom, try and move under big brother Kurt. Matt Kenseth watching it all unfold. So the brothers Busch are ganging up on Greg Biffle, who for the moment is up to the challenge, holding down the fourth spot. Kurt Busch now in fifth, took a brief look down to the inside. Nothing doing there. He tucks back in the line. Now he'll go way up high, try around the outside of Greg Biffle. Positions four through seven on the line as they make it off a turn number four. Kurt Busch looks to the high side. Nothing happening dives back into line. Greg Biffle leads this parade. Kyle Busch is right there. This time, Kurt goes to the inside of Biffle in turn one. Biffle left the barn door open, and here comes Kurt Busch on the march for the number four position. Busch on the inside. Biffle up high. Kurt Busch takes it away. Kyle Busch now to the bottom with Matt Kenseth in tow. Kyle Busch says, whatever you can do, I can try to do better, and he comes off of turn two, looking to the inside of Greg Biffle. This would be the fight for fifth with Matt Kenseth, the best seat in the house for that battle. Kenseth trying to choose a dancing partner. He'll go down low and follow Kyle Busch to the inside of Greg Biffle. Kyle opens up the inside lane. Matt Kenseth says, yeah, looks pretty good. Let me do that as well. He drives down to the low side of the racetrack and will pull up alongside to challenge there as well. Now Biffle's going after Kenseth. Looks to the outside and now peeks down low in turn one. Fakes the high line move. Dives to the bottom. Matt Kenseth falls for neither. They'll have to fall back to single file formation as they work off turn two as the sun finally dips behind the horizon in the entrance turn number three. Nothing Greg Biffle could do to stop Kurt Busch, Kyle Busch, and Matt Kenseth. Now he'll try to fend off the advances of Brian Vickers, but it'll be a while as Vickers is two and a half car lengths off the rear deck of Greg Biffle. Things starting to settle down from third on back, and that's where we've been watching the racing at this point. And now as we say that, they start to close in once again. Kurt Busch riding in that third position, but Kyle Busch a couple of car lengths back, and haven't had an opportunity to talk much tonight about Tony Stewart in the lead. Worked his way from the tail end of the pack. Worked up through the field kind of quietly. And 
Joe, here he is in the lead again, and a guy who in the last handful of weeks has been so dominant in Tony Stewart. When you look at what this guy has done, nothing short of amazing. When you look at how competitive NASCAR Nextel Cup racing is, top ten in ten straight races, he's won five of his last nine tries, and he's out front again tonight in California. Let's get some more on Pit Road. Well, you talk about that, and they have a good car. The Home Depot Chevy is good. Tony Stewart's on his game, but this pit crew tonight has been outstanding. They've had the car out first the last two times. Actually, Michael Waltrip took two tires and got out, but of all the cars taking four tires, Tony Stewart's crew has had him out first virtually every time tonight. They've hit their stops every time, just absolutely perfectly, and that's what it takes. They're really gearing up and really excited to be in the chase for the NASCAR next Cup. Tony, if you ask him what's made the difference this year, he says just the fact that he finally moved. Yeah, it's been huge for me. I think that's probably been one of the biggest factors that's helped me be a lot more relaxed this year, just being back home, being around. I mean, the neighborhood I grew up in, is, I'm, in I'm in the same house that I was raised in from the time I was 10 months old on. So uh, the neighbors on both sides of me, across the street, behind me, I mean, they're all the same neighbors. They're just older now. So... Uh, you know, they don't treat me different than they did when I was a kid. I mean, I'm still the kid that used to hit the baseball through their windows. So um, I just don't hit the ball through the windows anymore, So, um, which you're thankful for. But, um, you know, it, it, we kind of went through a period while I was home this winter. I mean, I, I usually don't. I, in the past, had not gone out a lot while I was in town. I just stayed around home and, and stayed around my friends. But, uh, you know, being home more, I started going out more and, and went through a period where, you know, it was a lot of hassle of, hey, sign this, do this, you know, asking questions about racing. Now I've been there long enough and went through that period long enough to where now I'm just one of the guys to, to most of the people that I'm around. And even when we're out, there's not a lot of people that, that ask for anything anymore. So I've kind of settled in, and, and they let me be me, and they understand. Uh, I mean, our, our newspaper in Columbus has done a really good job of, you know, kind of informing people. That's why I come home is because I want to relax and not feel like I'm at work. So, um Everybody in town there has done a really good job of, of just kind of letting me relax when I go home, and uh, you know it's 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 paid off huge. I mean it's been been a very very pleasant experience, and uh, makes me look forward to going home after the weekends. Just a chance to get away a little bit and relax. Apparently, has made a big difference in Tony Stewart this year. Of course, the folks in his hometown of Columbus throwing a parade after he won in his home state of Indiana, winning the Brickyard 400 just a couple of just last month, I guess. And uh, Tony's been been so good this season in the second, third, and one thing they want to do is continue that momentum into the chase for the next Hell Cup. Currently leading the point standings, and maybe somewhat of a surprise, he's been so dominant here tonight at California. In his first three starts at this racetrack, he finished fourth, then tenth, and then fourth. So he was acclimated very quickly to this two-mile oval, but in his last five starts, he's been 16th or worse. Doesn't appear that's going to happen tonight. 133 laps on the board, and Tony continues to be out front, and probably the best battle on the racetrack we've seen in the last few laps, Joe, has been between the Bush brothers. They won't give up that third position. Kurt has it right now, but Kyle continues to come after him. Been side-by-side a couple of times as they've gone by the start-finish line. Finally, Kurt's gone by. He's left Kyle there to deal with his teammate, Matt Kenseth. They're in turn one. And Kenseth's going to make sure that Kyle Busch has to deal with him in a hurry. He drives to the inside and will take that position away. Matt Kenseth to the number five spot, closer to the front. Kurt Busch will go to the bottom of the racetrack, try and move under the lap car, Rusty Wallace. There goes Kurt Busch by the lap machine of Rusty Wallace. The Bush boys were putting on quite a show there for a couple of laps for the folks in Fontana. But now Kyle Busch not enjoying the handling that he was just a few laps ago, allowing Matt Kenseth to get by. Rusty Wallace, first car lap down, sees Kurt Busch go around him. Matt Kenseth will be the next car in the top five to deal with Rusty Wallace. Things have settled down down at the front. 
Now let's talk about a battle just a bit on back. It's for seventh. Sterling Marlin on the inside of Brian Vickers. They race in turn one. Marlin is on the move again. Goes to the bottom of the racetrack. Sails underneath Brian Vickers. And he will take that spot away. So now it's Marlin. Vickers about five car lengths back to Scott Riggs. Then Ryan Newman and Casey Kane. Sterling Marlin giving it a great run here tonight in the Coors Light Dodge. He has been as almost as high as the top five in the early going. Working his way back up to the front once again. Clearing Brian Vickers. And he's got a long way before he catches Greg Vickers. Here's Casey Kane going after Ryan Newman. Couple of dodges side by side up in turn number four. Kane takes it all the way out to the wall and Ryan Newman kind of pinches him off there, forces him to fall back in line, but this is still a very close race. Kane again draws in on Ryan Newman as they reach turn one. Casey Kane right there on the back bumper of that Sony Dodge this afternoon and evening. Ryan Newman right on the bottom of the racetrack. So Casey Kane will have to move a groove up, try the challenge on the outside. Can't quite make it stick this time. Two dodges going at it for position. Kane took a little bit of wider line off of turn two, but Newman was right there and blocked that move. Continues to do so into turn three. Again, it'll be Ryan Newman down low. It's Casey Kane uncharacteristically goes to the high ground so far, not working well enough to get around Ryan Newman. Ryan Newman currently 10th, but again under fire by Casey Kane. Kane off of four goes to the high side. He will make the pass at the start-finish line. Casey Kane back in the top ten. Not surprising to see him do Doing well here at California. He's led 116 laps of this facility and only three starts. Tony Stewart, though, our leader, 137 of 250 laps on the board at California. Tonight's broadcast of the Sony HD 500 on MRN Radio is brought to you in part by Budweiser. Enjoy a cold, fresh Budweiser because fresh beer tastes better. By the Home Depot, NASCAR's home improvement warehouse. By Office Depot, the official office products partner of NASCAR. And by Toyota. Choose any direction as long as it's moving forward. Back at California Speedway, Casey Kane getting his car dialed in for the late going here this evening. Kyle Busch leads. Tony Stewart is second. Third is Matt Kenseth. But Casey Kane now up to fourth. He got around Carl Edwards for fifth and now has passed Mark Martin. Martin chosen fifth. Carl Edwards is sixth. Seventh is Greg Biffle. And right now, Jimmy Johnson shown in the eighth position. But the California native having anything but a homecoming tonight. He had problems in the early going. And there may be another problem developing right now, Danielle Fry. And there may be a problem in the left front of the low Chevrolet driven by Jimmy Johnson. His team is up on the wall, ready for him to come down pit road. Every time he goes by, Chad Knauss and the entire team, along with his spotter, are taking a hard look at that machine. Like you said, they bounced back rather nicely from earlier in the evening. He brushed the wall. They had to come down, make several pit stops, and change the right front shock. He worked his way all the way back up into the top ten. But he may have a problem with left front as of right now. There's a number of stories developing right now down on the pit lane. Jeff Gordon starting to come to life. Tony Stewart starting to fall back. He's lost a couple of spots in the last one lap. So let's take a complete sweep through the pits right now. Brought to you by Craftsman, the official tools of NASCAR. Steve Post. Joe, we've been mentioning it. What a run Carl Edwards has given the office depot Ford. We talked to Bob Osborne before the race. He said, just going to have Carl ride for the first 150 laps. Well, we all know Carl Edwards is a hard charger, and that was kind of a mystery as to how he was going to keep Carl from racing. Well, lap 47, he cut a tire down, went back to 38. Carl Edwards has advanced back through the field right now in the sixth spot up there inside the top ten with one more round of pit stops left. They have their driver right where they want him to be all night long. The driver slicing his way 
right through the field right now, Casey Kane. The Dodge dealers dodge. Early in the night, it was back and forth. Loose, then tight, tight, then loose. They've zeroed in on it as nighttime has set here at California Speedway. One problem on lap 145. The Jack wouldn't go into the left side. They dropped back to 15. They had a good pit stop the last time. And now Casey Kane has just moved into position number two. On the opposite side of the spectrum, Dale Earnhardt Jr. What a struggle. Reports to the crew that the car just will not run down the straightaways. He gets about to the flag stand or halfway down the back straightaway, and then everyone goes past him. Dale Earnhardt Jr. has been a struggle all night. He's riding in the 32nd spot. Danielle Fry. Steve, an update on Jimmy Johnson. The team is back off the wall. Piers, whatever that problem is, it's worked itself out as he is still currently in the eighth position. Like I said earlier, he has rebounded quite nicely from when they had to come down and change the right front shock on the low Chevrolet. Currently in the eighth position is Jimmy Johnson. What about the run that good old Sterling Marlins have? And he started 12. He's been around the top five, top ten for most of the evening. Currently in the ninth position. His best finish here was a seventh, and that was back in 2002. His best finish of the season is a fifth, and that's hard to believe. That came at Texas earlier this year. In his own words, he told his crew, boys, this car is good. They've made hardly any changes, and he's leaving Ganassi at the end of the season. His plans for uh, 2006 still uh, up in the air, but Sterling Marlin having an outstanding run tonight. And Joe Nemechek, he started 22nd. He's currently in the 16th position. This team has been fighting an ill-handling car all night long. At the beginning of the race, it was tight. And as the sun went down, a different story. That car started skating all over the place, very, very loose. They've made a host of changes. And this for a guy who almost dominated the race back in February until his engine expired. And that's been the story of that team. If it wasn't for bad luck, they'd have no luck at all. Alex? Well, we've heard all night long about how Kyle Busch is at the dominant race car. Crew chief Alan Gustafson on top of the war wagon. Is the car that good, Alan? Yeah, the cars, the Kellogg Chevrolet is real good. These guys, uh, these Kellogg's guys have done an awesome job, and Kyle Busch is uh, driving the wheels off that thing. So uh, we want to keep that thing out front and get a win for Hendrick Motorsports and Kellogg Chevrolet, everybody involved, do everything we can to get it. Obviously, you're going to have to make one more pit stop. Any idea if you can shed some light on when that might be? Yeah, we're... Uh, we're looking somewhere in the 210 to 220 range. You know, we'll see how the lap times go. Casey's been coming on there in the nine car, so uh, we'll see where we are compared to him and make a decision later on. A pair of runner-up finishes for the best of the season for young Kyle Busch trying to take a win here in California. Allen mentioned that Casey is coming on. He's talking about Casey Kane. That a modest comment. Kane some 2.1 seconds behind leader Kyle Busch. And we also got a good battle going on for third. Matt Kenseth, Tony Stewart. Now they're up to Casey Kane. This is going to be a battle for the runner-up spot. They cross the start-finish line. Kane has it. But Stewart and Kenseth right there as they go back to turn one. Five or six laps ago, it looked like Casey Kane was going to pass Tony Stewart, Matt Kenseth, and then just drive on in his pursuit of the leader. But he has stalled a bit. Stewart and Kenseth have latched onto his back bumper. They'll remain single file for the moment. That's a hot and heavy battle for second. Tony Stewart and Matt Kenseth continue to hound second place man Casey Kane who did show great speed just about five to six laps ago, but now he has kind of slowed down just a bit. Still maintaining that second spot, but under serious attack from Stewart and Kenseth. Battling for second and third, going on two and a half seconds behind race leader Kyle Busch with 60 laps to go. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Motor Racing Network. 
At California Speedway Motor Racing Network with live coverage of the Sony HD 500 this evening. Adam Alexander sitting in for Barney Hall tonight. I'm Joe Moore covering the action of the turns. Are Dave Moody and Dan Hubbard on the pit road. It's Steve Post, Daniel Fry, and Alex Hayden. 23 lead changes among 10 different drivers, 7 caution flags, and some great racing just raging on here as we are 59 laps from the finish. Kyle Busch right now leading Tony Stewart, who just took second. Casey Kane is third. Matt Kenseth fourth. And Mark Martin fifth. Here at the California Speedway, Kyle Busch continues to lead, and that margin still right at two and a half seconds over Tony Stewart, who finally came out of that great battle for second and third. Let's take a look at the full-field rundown here on the AutoZone leaderboard with 55 laps remaining. It's Kyle Busch leading Tony Stewart. Matt Kenseth is third. Mark Martin fourth and Casey Kane fifth. Carl Edwards up to sixth now. Jimmy Johnson is seventh. Greg Biffle is eighth. Sterling Marlin ninth. And Casey Mears has made a great recovery. He's back up to 10th. Kurt Busch, too, has made a good recovery. He runs 11th, 12th to Brian Vickers. Great night for Ricky Rudd. Didn't qualify or practice the car. Came from the tail of the field. He rides in 13th. Jeff Gordon up to 14th, 15th to Scott Riggs. Scott Wimmer enjoying a good evening. He's 16th. Right now in 17th is Joe Nemechek. Ryan Newman has slid back in recent laps. He's shown in the 18th position. Teammate Rusty Wallace is 19th, and Jamie McMurray is 20th. Michael Waltrip, who led earlier this evening, taking only two tires on a pit stop, has found his way there in the 21st position. Robbie Gordon's had a long night as well. They had a change of transmission before the start of the race. He's now running in 22nd. Jeff Burton is in 22nd. He goes by Robbie Gordon. Robbie falls to 23rd. Elliot Sadler, 24th. Got Dale Jarrett in 25th. Bobby Labonte, 26th. Kevin Harvick, 27th. Jeremy Mayfield, 28th. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is 29th, and Ken Schrader, 30th. Dave Blaney shown in 31st. Bobby Hamilton Jr. is 32nd. 33rd right now is Jeff Green. Boris Sad running one of his handful of races here in 2005 tonight, scored in 34th. Mike Bliss had problems earlier on. He is in the 35th position. Tony Rain scored in 36th, and Travis Quapple, 37th. Bill Elliott had an overheating problem. He went to the garage at lap 180. He's on the board in 38th spot. Mike Garvey spent time behind the wall. He has rejoined the field and he is in 39th. Kyle Petty has gone to the garage. He scored in 40th. J.J. Yaley is 41st. 42nd to Hermie Sadler. He scored out of the race. Same with Stuart Kirby, who rides in 43rd. That's a look at the AutoZone leaderboard. Get in the zone, AutoZone. And checking the championship point standings, Ryan Newman currently is in the 10th position, but only by eight points. That's right, eight points over Jeff Gordon, who's just outside in 11th. Trouble in turn two. Boris said all the way around at the exit of turn number two. Mike Bliss drives around on the outside. Boris gets it pointed in the right way. And again, touches nothing and continues on. It's happened a few times over there in turn two tonight, Dave. Second time tonight, Joe, and it doesn't happen very often at the speeds they're running. And as tight as things are when you spin to the outside, Boris said did a nice job. Locked that car down, got it down on the apron. Mike Bliss scooted by on the outside. Boris punched the button and is gone again. Boris was running back in the 34th position when the spin occurred and the caution flag out for the eighth time this evening. Talking about the championship point standings, again, Ryan Newman has 10th. Jeff Gordon now five points behind him in 11th. Then it's Jamie McMurray. He's 35 points out. 13th is Elliott Sadler. Dale Jarrett is 14th. And Joe Nemechek, 15th. 
as of the last completed lap. Here's the question everybody's asking, who's in the chase and who's out? Well, that big question will come next Saturday evening after we race at Richmond International Raceway. And the best way to know with up to the second certainty is with Track Pass on NASCAR.com. This Tuesday through the Sunday after the Chevy Rock and Roll 400, you can access the entire Track Pass suite of offerings free of charge. For more information, log on to NASCAR.com. Under the caution flag for the eighth time this evening, and Boris said spun over in turn number two. Now the car is circulating behind the safety car, waiting to see if they will use this opportunity, Steve Post, to come down the pit lane. You think so? Oh, I believe they're going to come in, that's for sure. They'll pit on lap 200, I believe, is when pit road will be open. Going to be very interesting. We heard 48 is kind of the magic number. This will be 50 laps from the finish. So uh, going to be a little tight here and uh, just see how far these guys can go. It, it uh, may be a gamble for some and may not be a gamble for others. Just depends on the kind of fuel mileage they're getting tonight here at California. We said before the race, fuel mileage could very well play a role, and here we are. Caution flag comes out right at about 50 laps to go when they come down the pit lane. That is right about where the window falls as far as how far you can go on a green flag run. Get a couple of caution flag laps after they do, in fact, come down pit road, but it will be tight for a number of these teams, and once again, fuel mileage could be a factor here at California. It's been a very interesting race here this evening, and we started off with a couple of guys kind of breaking out, running away, and it looked like maybe single-file racing, but, man, there's been some great battles throughout the pack. You can just find a clump here and a clump there, maybe for 14th, maybe for 20th, maybe for 5th, but it's been very entertaining throughout the course of the evening with 23 lead changes among 10 drivers, and we still have 50 laps remaining. Now here comes the pack into turn number four, looking to see who's going to come down the pit lane, and apparently they all will as Steve Post kind of guessed down there. Dropping down to the inside lane is Kyle Busch, and the parade will follow him down the pit road at lap 200 to make their pit stops, and these could very well be the last ones of the evening. Alex Hayden. Second place runner Matt Kenseth, the first in, they'll go to the right side. It'll be a four-tire change for Matt Kenseth. Now the race leader, Kurt Busch, the Kellogg Chevrolet team, swings around to the left side. The most important people here, the guys holding the big Sunoco fuel cans, trying to get the fuel cell completely full. Four-tire change, Kyle Busch wins the race off pit road. Now Matt Kenseth goes side-by-side side as we race on up to Steve Post. Greg Biffle and a chassis adjustment, four tires and fuel. Mark Martin, four tires, no chassis adjustments. Brian Vickers gets a chassis adjustment, four tires, two Kansas and Oakland Racing Fuel. Tony Stewart down in the race, they're side by side. Matt Kenseth going to win the battle off pit road. I believe Tony Stewart going to be second. Also on this road, end of pit road, Carl Edwards doing pit service. Casey Kanan, as you said, Alex, the key men are the gas fillers trying to get every ounce of Sunoco Racing Fuel into these race cars. Danielle Fry. Sterling Marlin is in, Steve. Four tires and fuel for him. It was an air pressure adjustment on the low Chevrolet. Four tires and fuel for Jimmy Johnson. Also in Ryan Newman. Four tires and fuel. He was a little bit loose. They made a wedge and track bar adjustment. Bobby Labonte, Kurt Busch, Rusty Wallace, Elliot Sadler, Casey Mears. All these guys coming down, taking on four tires, making chassis adjustments, and getting two full cans of Sunoco fuel. Not the first time tonight. Matt Kenseth has gotten good service and had the lead when he came off the pit lane. That's the situation here. 50 laps to go at California to the finish. Carl Edwards marched the front, has hit a wall. He burned the tires off his Office Depot Ford, apparently. Running in the second position at one time, looked like he was gaining ground on leader Kyle Busch. 
but Matt Kenseth has now gone by Carl Edwards. Tony Stewart has repassed Casey Kane for the fourth position. So let's set how the top ten are running with 18 laps to go at California. Kyle Busch leads, Matt Kenseth second, Carl Edwards third, Tony Stewart fourth, and Casey Kane rides in fifth. Mark Martin is sixth, seventh to Jimmy Johnson, eighth to Brian Vickers, Greg Biffle back up to ninth, and Ricky Rudd continues solid. He's shown in the tenth position. Quick check on the championship point standings with only one more race before the chase to the NASCAR Nextel Cup. Ryan Newman currently is in the tenth spot behind Matt Kenseth in ninth. Carl Edwards is currently eighth. Just outside the top ten, Jamie McMurray, he's 41 points back. Jeff Gordon has slipped to 12th. He's 62 points out. Elliot Sadler is 13th, 78 points back. Dale Jarrett, 14th, 78 points back. Actually, 131 points back. And Joe Nemechek is 15th. He's 156 points out of the top 10. And again, it all comes down to next week at Richmond. Talked about Kyle Busch leading and Matt Kenseth getting around Carl Edwards for that second position. Edwards back in third, and he may lose that. Tony Stewart drives down to the inside of him, coming off a of turn number four, the Home Depot Chevrolet, able to get around Carl Edwards. So give Tony Stewart the third position. Edwards back to fourth, and Casey Kane closing quickly at the line. Edwards may be back to fifth before too long. That battle takes its way to turn one. Oh, Carl- Edwards' whole approach has had to change here in about the last five laps. Until very recently, he was in let's try to win it mode. Now he's looking for a good point stay. He's still got that firmly in hand, though Casey Kane is closing in on the back bumper. It looks like the wind has gone out of the sails of the Carl Edwards machine, and now he will be defending his fourth spot from Casey Kane. They ride very, very different lines. It'll be Edwards putting the left side tires onto the apron, or Casey Kane up high. He's still closing ground on Carl Edwards. Looks like problems developing for the the Lowe's Chevy of Jimmy Johnson. He was running in the top ten in the ninth position. Just slowed, going down the back straightaway. We'll follow up there in a few moments. He's been coming back from several problems throughout the course of this evening, but was in position for a good finish. Maybe it's about to go up in smoke as well. The field is back in turn two. Carl Edwards under attack from Casey Kane. Again, it's Edwards on the bottom. Kane up high. This time, Casey's got the hole shot. He'll drive around on the outside. Casey Kane takes the spot. And in actuality, Carl Edwards did not put up much of a fight. He's just going to try to make it to the finish, salvage the best finish that he can. Casey Kane gets by on the outside. Carl Edwards almost put all four tires to the inside of the apron. That time, it looked like it was going to be a weekend sweep for Carl Edwards. A pole and a couple of victories, having won last night in Bush Series competition, but that's not the case. Casey Kane has made the pass for the fourth spot. Mark Martin and Vine Vickers lining up. They would be next in line. We told you that earlier this season, Kyle Busch, our leader, won the pole here at California Speedway, becoming the youngest driver ever in NASCAR Nextel Cup history to sit on a pole. He qualified in the top spot at the young age of 19, turned 20 in May, and He's been accustomed to leading some laps throughout the season, led a couple of laps when he had the pole here back in, in uh, earlier this season, finished eighth at Phoenix this year. He led eight laps there, led 55 laps at Charlotte, led 90 laps at Dover, finished second there, also finished second earlier this season at Las Vegas. He's quite a race car driver, Joe. He's got good equipment at Hendrick Motorsports, and tonight it appears everything coming together for Kyle Busch. On a night that Hendrick Motorsports kind of bittersweet because of the way Jeff Gordon has performed and Jimmy Johnson continuing to have problems with the low Chevrolet. Suddenly their new superstar showing he can get it done. 
apparently on his way to his first career win, only 12 laps away from it. Meanwhile, let's check in on the story on Jimmy Johnson. What's the latest there, Danielle Fry? Well, Joe, there's not a lot of movement in his pits and not a lot of people talking down here, so we're still trying to figure out what's going on in, in his pits. I guess they're just hoping to survive here. If they can finish with a top 15 or 20 finish, after all they've been through this evening, that'd probably be very nice for them. Right now, they've fallen back to 11th. Well, this was a weekend I think he hoped to get back on track with a solid run, maybe have a chance to win a race and gain some momentum going to the chase for the next Tell Cup. Of course, he was the points leader last year going to those final ten races, but didn't have the kind of chemistry built up that they had developed early in the season. Greg Biffle in much similar situations. He said he wanted to get a win this weekend. Felt like they needed a good run to regain some of that momentum and rekindle the spark that they had going when they picked up those five victories early in the year. Kyle Busch not going to be in the chase for the next Tell Cup, but you can already tell he's a driver that's building a foundation to be a part of this thing maybe next year or in the years to come. Ran for a Bush Series title last year. He's come through the ranks, ran a few truck races, rookie of the year in the standings last season, finishing runner-up in the points to Martin Truex Jr. Made the move to Nextel Cup Racing and to do himself proud. The Ray Bestis rookie of the year leader, and with 11 laps to go, He's got just 22 short miles before he sees the checkered flag in this series for the first time. Another one of his teammates, Brian Vickers, is picking up a position. He got by Mark Martin a few moments ago. Vickers now up to the sixth spot as we're down to 11 laps to go. It's Kyle Busch, Matt Kenseth, Tony Stewart, Casey Kane, and Carl Edwards. That is the top five. And again, no one has really done anything with Kyle Busch's lead. It's 2.7 seconds. The second half of the top ten, as the caution flag comes out, it's Brian Vickers, Mark Martin, Greg Biffle, Ricky Rudd, and Kurt Busch. Debris on the track, on the back straightaway, apparently the cause for the caution flag coming out. And again, this was just ten laps to go. Last thing in the world Kyle Busch wanted to see. But exactly what Matt Kenseth and Tony Stewart, those other cats in the top five, wanted to see. Very reminiscent of what happened last night when Carl Edwards had that huge lead in the NASCAR Bush Series race. We had a caution flag come out, 10 or 12 laps to go. It tightened up the field. In that case, it didn't make any difference because Carl Edwards was so strong last night. Probably the same for Kyle Busch because he has so much power there. Built up a huge advantage, and unfortunately it all goes out the window for him. Caution flag waving with 10 laps to go, 240 being shown. And with that, we're going to get a single file restart, and everybody's going to have an opportunity to get one last crack at Kyle Busch. He leads Matt Kenseth second. Tony Stewart has been strong. He is in third. And really, this brings in a number of guys who have been running good late in the going who might have a chance to get up there and compete for a victory. While you have to put your money on Bush, Kenseth has been good throughout the evening. Tony Stewart has as well. Casey Kane has come on strong in recent laps. And you mentioned the fact that Brian Vickers coming to the front. Are they going to pit? In fact, all that goes out the window because here come the leaders down the pit lane. Nine laps to go, and they're going to come to Pitt Road. We start our coverage with Matt Kenseth, who's in front of Alex Hayden. Quickly to the right side they go, and they do walk forward. He's the second-place runner. Now the race leader hits his marks. Watching to see if it's going to be two or four. It will be a four-tire change for Matt Kenseth. It also only a two-tire change for Kyle Busch. Two tires for Kyle Busch. Four for Matt Kenseth. On up now to Steve Post. Tony Stewart brings the Home Depot Chevrolet and Casey Kane in as well. Also, Carl Edwardson. All the crews around to the right side of those cars. As they roll down, Jeff Gordon now rolls in. As they work to the left side, going to be four tires for everybody on this end of pit road. Greg Biffle, maybe a two-tire stop. He goes out second. Kyle Busch wins the battle off pit road. 
Greg Biffle in the second spot. I'm down to Danielle Fry. The story down here, Steve, four tires for everybody that pitted on the midsection, including Jimmy Johnson, Kurt Busch, Rusty Wallace, Joe Nemechek, Sterling Marlin, and Ryan Newman. All of these guys coming in, taking on four tires and fuel. Some drivers elect to go with two tires, others with four. But one thing for sure, Kyle Busch came in as the race leader. Two tires in the Kellogg Chevrolet. He wins the battle off the pit lane. Robbie Gordon stayed on the racetrack. And I believe when they come around, he'll be scored as the race leader. We'll wait and see. Very interesting Nearly everybody coming down pit road here, and that's surprising with so many drivers on the lead lap, Joe. You, you figured somebody would have rolled the dice and maybe stayed out there. And, of course, Robbie Gordon, as you said, did do that. We've got eight laps to go when they come back to the line. We'll see if we get the one-to-go signal that would uh, restart the race with seven laps remaining. Being within the final ten laps, it'll be a single-file restart. That means there'll be no lap cars in the way, just the lead lap cars at the front of the pack. And, indeed, the one-to-go signal is now coming out. Will it be a good gamble? for Robbie Gordon trying to go to victory lane, or will uh, they just blow by him on the restart? We'll see how this one works out. But, man, this has come down to be a very exciting finish in the Sony HD 500 this evening. 26 lead changes, 11 different drivers have taken a turn up front. Robbie Gordon and Jeff Green stayed out, so they've got the top two spots for the restart. Then it's Kyle Busch, who was the first off pit road, followed by Greg Biffle, who will restart in fourth, and Brian Vickers in fifth. Ricky Rudd will restart in the sixth spot. Carl Edwards, seventh. Michael Waltrip, eighth. Matt Kenseth, ninth. And Jamie McMurray will restart in the tenth position. This should be interesting. Dave Moody, your thoughts on the restart here? Well, it's going to be very interesting, Joe, because we've been hearing all weekend long up and down pit road and in the garage area that a new uh, that four tires will give you an advantage for five or six laps at the most. Kyle Busch decided to take on two. We'll see if some of the guys that took four have got something for him. If they do, they're going to have to do it early. What do you think, Dan Hubbard? I think it's going to be a nail-biter of a finish here. Kyle Busch has just been fast all night long. Two tires, four tires. I don't think anybody's got anything for him. However, he's going to have some traffic up front. Robbie Gordon has been worth the price of admission alone. He has been very, very loose all night. We'll keep an eye on that machine because it'll be right in front of Kyle Busch. Getting ready for the restart. Quick check of the championship point standings. Carl Edwards, eighth. Jamie McMurray, ninth. And Jeff Gordon is in tenth by one point. Ryan Newman is now 11th. Then 12th is Matt Kenseth, Elliot Sadler 13th, followed by Dale Jarrett, Joe Nemechek, Kevin Harvick, and Brian Vickers. That's the top 17. As we're going back to the green flag here at California Speedway, a seven-lap shootout to the finish. Brett Bodine pulls the pace car to pit road. We are set to put the green flag in the air and race to the finish here at the California Speedway. There's the green flag. Fans standing on their feet. Robbie Gordon, Jeff Green, and Kyle Busch. Good restart for the top three as they pull away from Greg Biffle. They're already battling for the pot stop top spot in turn one. And Kyle Busch will immediately take it to the high lane. He blows around Jeff Green. He'll go after Robbie Gordon. Gordon gets sideways. They nearly touch. Busch blows him away, and he gets away on the outside lane. Close moment for Kyle Busch, but he does get around the machine of Robbie Gordon, and now he is pulling away. Greg Biffle has cleared Jeff Green. He'll look to the inside of second place man, Robbie Gordon. Contact is almost made. 
as Biffle tries to work that low line off of turn four. Robbie Gordon trying to hang onto his car and everybody trying to blow by him on fresher tires. Here's Greg Biffle working the inside lane. He'll flash by. Brian Vickers pulls to the inside. He, too, even momentarily with Robbie Gordon, and he'll clear him in turn one. Kyle Busch is long gone. They're going to have to try and run him down from about 12 car lengths back. Greg Biffle rides in second. He's got trouble on the back bumper. Brian Vickers is all over him. Carl Edwards goes three wide around Robbie Gordon looking for fourth as they bang on each other. Three cars get together on the back straightaway. Everybody keeps it straight. Michael Waltrip is one of those cars. Kurt Busch was another. So too was Scott Riggs. They went three and four wide up the back straightaway. They still haven't sorted it out coming off the corner. Top three have pulled away. but The best battling on the racetrack from fourth on back. Here they come down to the line. Five laps to go. Brian Vickers is there. Matt Kenseth is there. Side by side, Carl Edwards and Tony Stewart for position. Stewart slashes to the inside line. He'll try and hug the bottom and move underneath Carl Edwards. That's the side-by-side battle for fifth. Stewart on the inside. Edwards on the outside. Give it to Tony Stewart. Tony Stewart nails it down on the exit of the corner. Right in front of him is Matt Kenseth. Then it's Brian Vickers in the fourth spot. Make that the third position. They're all chasing Greg Biffle. Stewart gets a little bit loose to the exit of the corner. Maintains control. He's got Matt Kenseth at his right elbow. Kenseth takes a little higher line through turns three and four. Exactly what Stewart wanted to see. Thought maybe his car would stick down to the low side of the track, but it did not. So he's forced to fall back in line. Four laps to go now as they race back to turn one. Kyle Busch all by himself has the field exactly where he wants it. Greg Biffle rides in second from there on back. It's a dogfight. Brian Vickers slides up the banking. Look out, trouble. Scott Riggs is in trouble. Squeezes up into the wall. Robbie Gordon gets nailed. Into this goes Scott Wimmer. Three-car crash in turn number two as everybody scatters to the bottom of the racetrack. Bobby Hamilton Jr. slides through. Heavy-duty contact. Scott Wimmer involved along with uh, the Scott Riggs machine as a trail down the back straightaway in a shower of sparks. They were battling for the 13th position. Caution flag waving on California Speedway. Four laps to go. It's the 11th caution flag of the night for a multi-car crash over in turn two. Well, Scott Riggs got together with the Robbie Gordon machine about midway between one and two, Adam. Riggs got sideways, tried to chase it up the banking, couldn't catch it. He pinched Robbie Gordon hard into the outside retaining wall. Scott Wimmer left with nowhere to go, piled into the action. Robbie Gordon's car has continued on, but there is a major portion of that car missing off the right front corner. The Scott Riggs and Scott Wimmer machines have both rolled to a stop down here on the apron. Heavy duty damage on both of those cars as well. So Adam, now we know why nobody stayed out. Nobody except uh, uh, Robbie Gordon and Jeff Green because the wear on the tires was so severe that this could hang on to those cars. They were blown right by by the guys who got the fresher rubber and Robbie Gordon now getting involved in a crash over there in turn number two. Looks like it's also collected Jeff Burton. He comes rolling down the pit lane. Uh, Dave Moody mentioned Scott Wimmer, who was involved, and Scott Riggs, both of whom were having decent nights here at California Speedway. Look like it's, we see the replay on the next television screen here that Sterling Marlin was battling for position with Scott Riggs just outside the top ten, slid up into that Valvoline Chevrolet for Scott up the racetrack. He then collected Robbie Gordon. Scott Wimmer got a piece of the action we heard Dave describe some of the other vehicles involved. A number of guys feeling like they had a chance for a top 10, certainly a top 15 finish tonight, but it's not going to work out. And 
as they continue to circulate under caution. A number of guys showing their displeasure with other cars on the track as they continue to knock into one another, making their way around the California Speedway. So what this sets up, another caution flag, and that means probably, unless they can get it cleaned up really quickly, in fact, we're for sure going to have a green-white checker finish, it would appear, with Kyle Busch as the leader, Greg Biffle second, Brian Vickers third, Matt Kenseth fourth, and Carl Edwards currently fifth. Let's check in on pit road with Alex Hayden down in the uh, pits of Kyle Busch, the race leader. Last thing in the world they wanted to see, a caution flag as he was building up a huge lead once again. Yeah, indeed it was, Joe. And Alan Gustafson sitting here looking up on top of the war wagon, checking the monitors and talking on the radio to his driver, Kyle Busch. They're going to try to do it one more time on this restart, try to hold them off. The, the ace in the hole that they do have is the fact that they're up front and they do have clean air on the nose of the Kellogg Chevrolet. Dave Moody, how bad is uh, the cleanup going to take uh, over there? How long is it going to take? Well, I'll tell you what, Joe. I think they just set a new world record for hooking up a couple of race cars and getting them out of the way. The Scott Riggs machine is up on the record, headed for pit road. Scott Wimmer has driven his car away, albeit with heavy-duty damage. This track is just about race-ready. Robbie Gordon brings his machine down the pit road, takes that hard left-hand turn in the Nextel Cup garage, the Fruit of the Loom Chevrolet, done for the night. Kyle Busch, man, what a story. He's already won this season, Joe, in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series, driving part-time for Billy Ballou Motorsports in a handful of events this year. A couple of victories there. He's won in Busch Series competition in that low Chevrolet earlier this year at Charlotte. And here tonight, an opportunity to win in the Nextel Cup Series. It would be his first-ever victory and one that would be well-deserved, a kid who no doubt has a wealth of talent, and he would get his first victory at the ripe age of 20 years old. I think they had something to prove coming to California Speedway. We talked earlier tonight about the misfortune they had at Michigan earlier this year, actually just a few weeks ago when they had the fastest car out there, got some uh, trash on the front end of the car that uh, blocked the airflow, and they burnt the engine down. They brought the same car here, obviously a new power plant, and wanted to show, yeah, we could have won that race. We are going to win this one. And in his 31st Nextel Cup Series start, looks like he's going to victory lane, but we can't give it to him yet. His hungry guys right behind him, like Greg Biffle and Brian Vickers, who still have a shot. We're going to get a green-white checkered finish at California and just a few laps away from going back under the green flag. First, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Motor Racing Network. It's been a great Labor Day weekend at California Speedway. The NASCAR Bush Series running the AmeriQuest 300 last night. It was Carl Edwards going to Victor Lane. And tonight, Motor Racing Network providing you live coverage of the Sony HD 500 for NASCAR Nextel Cup teams. It's race 25 of 36 here at the California Speedway. Covering the action here for you this evening, Dan Hubbard and Dave Moody in turns 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 along the pit lane. Steve Post, Danielle Fry, and Alex Hayden with Joe Moore. I'm Adam Alexander. It's all come down to a green-white checker finish. Kyle Busch has been the dominant car throughout the evening. He leads Greg Biffle, Brian Vickers, Matt Kenseth, and Tony Stewart as we get set for our final restart of the evening. Let's go back to Alex Hayden. Alan Gustafson, crew chief for Kyle Busch, called the, the two-tire change. Is that going to be enough to go to victory lane tonight? Uh, we hope so. Uh, you know, we, we wish it would have went green there. I think we got the car to beat under green. But these, that's why these races are so tough to win. Uh, Kellogg Chevy's been awesome. This uh, five teams done an awesome job tonight. So, you know, we had to put ourselves in the best position we can to win. We're not worried about that chase. You know, we're worried about getting the W's for Mr. H, and that's what we intend to do here tonight. What's the demeanor of the 20-year-old underneath the helmet, underneath the cockpit of the of the Kellogg Chevrolet, Kyle Busch? Kyle cool. You think he's a 20-year veteran out there? 
That's Alan Gustafson, crew chief for the race leader, trying to pull off a win for the Ray Bestest rookie contender. Again, the game he's in, trying to win his first career Nextel Cup Series victory. Not in the chase for the NASCAR Nextel Cup. A number of other players in that battle. And, of course, that comes down to the wire next week in Richmond, Virginia. The Chevy Rock and Roll 400 Motor Racing Network coverage at Richmond starts on Thursday evening. That's right, this Thursday. The truck's in action there in the Cheerios Betty Crocker 200. And we start at 745 Eastern on Thursday night. Bud Polk qualifying for the Chevy Rock and Roll 400. That's on Friday evening at 5.50 p.m. Then on uh, Friday night, it's the Emerson Radio 250 NASCAR Bush Series race, 7.15 Eastern time. And the Chevy Rock and Roll 400 on Saturday night, 6.45 Eastern. Again, tickets all sold out for the Nextel Cup race at Richmond next week, which is going to be a big one. But there are tickets available for the truck race and the NASCAR Bush Series race at Richmond next week. From there, we start the chase at New Hampshire International Speedway with a Sylvania 300. Motor Racing Network coverage starts with Bud Pole qualifying on Saturday, September the 17th. We'll have the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series in action on that uh, Saturday afternoon as well. And the Nextel Cup Series at New Hampshire in the Sylvania 300 on Sunday, September the 18th. From there on the Dover International Speedway for the MDNA NASCAR Race Points 400. Of course, all these tracks have their ticket offices open. Probably not tonight, but certainly tomorrow. Make your ticket plans to join us if you can. If not, we'll have it all for you right here on the Motor Racing Network. The field in tow coming off a of turn four. When they come across the start-finish line, they're going to be given the one-to-go signal, a green-white checker finish tonight to decide who's going to win the Sony HD 500. We've talked all evening long about how much tension there's been in the garage area the last couple of weeks, and it certainly mounts each and every week, is there are a number of teams still with a major question mark beside their name is to if they're going to get in the chase for the next Tell Cup or they're going to be racing for fun in those last ten races of the year. If you think it was big this weekend, wait till next week at Richmond. Not only is it the final race in the, to, in the race to the chase, but it's also a short track, Joe. It's always good when we go to Richmond International Raceway. And that's exactly why the place has been sold out for the last uh, month or so for the Chevy Rock and Roll 400. That's going to be a lot of fun next weekend, just trying to keep up with those guys who are right on the line as far as the points are concerned. And, of course, people we're talking about now, Matt Kenseth, who's in ninth by just 28 points. Jamie McMurray, who's in 10th as of this moment by 8 points. Ryan Newman, barely outside by 8 in 11th position. And Jeff Gordon now, who's 34 points out in the 12th spot. It all comes down to the next week at Richmond, Virginia. That's going to be a wild one. But we've still got a wild one coming up here this evening. It'll be two laps to go. A green-white checkered finish to decide the winner in the Sony HD 500. Less than a half a, late, a half a lap away until we get that green flag once again. Kyle Busch leads, Greg Biffle second, Brian Vickers third, Matt Kenseth fourth, and Tony Stewart is fifth. Carl Edwards will restart sixth, seventh to Jamie McMurray, eighth to Casey Kane, ninth is Ricky Rudd, and Joe Nemechek tenth. Through the top 15, Mark Martin 11th, Kurt Busch 12th, 13th to Michael Waltrip, 14th to Sterling Marlin, and Rusty Wallace has rallied back to ride in the 15th position. Cars coming off at turn number four, Brett Bodine pulling the pace car down to the pit lane. They're slowing down the field as they come off a of turn four. We're set to put the green flag in the air and get a green-white checkered finish at California. There's the green flag and the restart. A good one for Kyle Busch. He has a three-car length advantage over Greg Biffle. They head back to turn one. Bush in the lead. Could not ask for a better restart if you're a Kyle Busch fan. He's got three car lengths over Greg Biffle. Another four back to Brian Vickers. Matt Kenseth on the outside. Then Tony Stewart down low challenging Kyle Busch. With 
slid the lead in hand off turn number two. Looks like they'll all be racing for second, maybe even third, as Kyle Busch continues to pull away. Greg Biffle in second. Brian Vickers in third. And we're feeling a serious challenge from Matt Kenseth as they almost get together in turn three. They're off the turn, headed back to the strike. Kenseth sweeps down to the inside of the track, trying to grab the third spot as the white flag is displayed. Kyle Busch continuing to pull away from Greg Biffle. Again, the battle now from third on back in turn one. Battle for third, sorting out. Back to single file for the moment, but at the front of the pack, it's a one-man band. Out of turn number two for the final time. Kyle Busch looking to become the California kid as he races to the back straightaway. This will erase the disappointment of Michigan just a few weeks ago. The young man from Las Vegas will be the big winner here in California. Kyle Busch takes the Kellogg Chevrolet to the low line of turn three and four and looks for the checkered flag. Runner-up finish earlier this year at Las Vegas, also at Dover, but tonight he's going to be the man. Kyle Busch off the turn four, the Kellogg Chevrolet. He is the winner of the Sony HD 500 at California. Greg Biffle is second. Brian Vickers is third. Carl Edwards and Tony Stewart complete the top five. Let's go join the celebration on the pit lane. High fives, low fives, and massive hugs all the way around. Crew Chief Alan Gustafson, car owner Rick Hendrick down here. Rick, another winner in the Hendrick Racing Stable of Drivers. Congratulations. Boy, I'm really proud. This is a young team, and uh, what an outstanding effort, man. We're just excited. This is unreal. Go to Gatorade Victory Lane. Rick Hendrick, Alan Gustafson, and the Kellogg Chevrolet headed to Gatorade Victory Lane. Kyle Busch gets the victory. Greg Biffle is second. Brian Vickers third. Carl Edwards fourth. And Tony Stewart fifth in the Sony HD 500. NASCAR Today continues on MRN Radio. Sponsored by Ford. The official truck of NASCAR is built Ford Tough. Here at California Speedway, Kyle Busch is burning down the house, or at least burning down the car. He did so many donuts here at the start-finish line, celebrating his win in the Sony HD 500 that he climbed out of the car and smoke was still pouring off the tires. And a happy crew greeting him here at the start-finish line. He's making his way over to Gatorade Victory Lane. Let's hear from the guy who came in second tonight, Greg Biffle. Daniel Fry is with him. Well, Joe, he won here in the spring, and he was oh so close to making it a California sweep. How, how on top of the wheel were you on that uh, last restart? Oh, man, I really was. Uh, I tell you what, Kyle got a great restart. Congratulations to Kyle Busch. Those guys have a five-car have been working really hard for a win, and uh, they really deserve it. But, uh, you know, I just uh, got the best restart I could and, uh, you know, shift right before I hit the chip. And all I could do and got down into turn one, I saw him slide up a little bit, but I slid up too. So uh, it was really tough. But a uh, good night for National Guard car and uh, – you know, all thoughts and prayers are with everybody in the uh, Gulf Coast right now and all the National Guard soldiers down there helping everybody. Not a win, but a runner-up finish. That's Greg Biffle. Solid run tonight for Greg Biffle. Brian Vickers comes, homes in th- comes home in third. Let's hear from him. Handshakes around, and Brian, a top three finish here at California. How was the car tonight? Uh, it was loose all night. Uh, we we fought, fought it and fought it. Uh, the guys at the pits made some good calls. We finally got it right there at the end. We had a real fast car before the pit stop. Two tires tightened us up some. But uh, I want to congratulate uh, Kyle and the five team. Awesome job, and uh, we'll get one soon. That's Brian Vickers, his fifth top five of 2005. And the celebration continuing for Kyle Busch. He got the checkered flag, drove down to the fans in turn one, turned around, made his way back down the front straightaway, stopped at the start-finish line, and now he's smoking the tires again as he drives back toward turn four. Tonight finishing fourth, Carl Edwards. Good weekend for him. Let's see if we can hear from the driver of the Roush Racing Stables. Carl Edwards back here. It's kind of a roller coaster all night tonight, Carl. 
How was the car tonight after the incident on the racetrack? Obviously, it looked like it came to you some. Tell us about it. Yeah, it was um, the Office Depot Ford was awesome. That was a cool burnout Kyle Busch just did. Uh, i got to congratulate him. That's cool to see a guy get a win, and that team's pretty awesome. So um, I'm just glad to come home fourth. And, yeah, we rallied, man. I didn't expect to uh, didn't expect to be back all the way up to fourth, and that was pretty exciting. I had a really good time. My guys did a great job. Pit stops were perfect. Obviously, you're one of the calmest guys under a helmet in, in Nextel Cup Series racing. How difficult was it to try to stay calm after the incident? <laughs> I don't know. You weren't listening at Bristol, I guess. I wasn't very calm there, but. I mean, that's just racing. You're going to have that stuff. And, um, heck, it just gave me an opportunity to go do a little bit more racing in traffic, which is a lot of fun. And, uh, I mean, I, you know, that's going to happen. I'm just really fortunate we didn't hit the wall. That would have uh, that would have really messed us up. And my guys did a great job. I just I just had a blast. Fun race. Carl Edwards always having a blast when he drives a race car fourth tonight at California. It took a while for Kyle Busch to complete all his celebrations out here on the racetrack in the car, but finally he has made his way over to Gatorade Victory Lane. As soon as he climbs out, we'll go down and hear from him and winning his first ever NASCAR Nextel Cup Series victory. Let's check the championship point standings. Tony Stewart has a new second-place man behind him now. Greg Biffle moves up by 209 points out of the lead. Jimmy Johnson dropped to third. Rusty Wallace still fourth, and Mark Martin is fifth. Kurt Busch moved up a spot in the standings. He's now sixth. Jeremy Mayfield is seventh. Carl Edwards, eighth. Matt Kenseth jumped up two spots. He's now in the top ten. He's ninth. And Jamie McMurray also joins the top ten, moving up two positions into the tenth position. Ryan Newman fell out. Jeff Gordon fell out. The two of those some 30 points out of the top ten. 31st career start for Kyle Busch. He is celebrating. Meanwhile, points leader Tony Stewart finished fifth tonight. Another good run for him. Let's see if we can get a word with Tony. It sure was a strong run for Tony Stewart, who finished fifth tonight. Tony, you had a a strong car early on. Did you notice much of a difference when the handling, uh, when the sun set? Yeah, our car got a little bit tighter, but, um, you know, we were still really fast when it got dark, too. So it's just a matter of, you know, we, you know, every time you come in, you make the cars better. And we kind of just got to the point to where we were pretty much as good as we were and, and kind of had to live with it. But, uh, you know, I think we had the third best car, really. Uh, you know, if the, if the caution doesn't come out, we're going to run third. So, uh, you know, we had a good day. We just, uh, you know, had a had a situation there where, you know, four tires, two tires, no tires again. And we... Uh, probably picked made the wrong decision again but uh you know we we went the safe route and got another top five out of it so uh, really proud of the Home Depot team. Saw you giving some advice maybe to uh, Brian Vickers there after the race you guys were kind of hugging and you were leaning in the car was that what you were doing? Uh we were just congratulating I mean the kids needed a top five for a long time now and uh you know we've him and I've had a rocky pass and kind of made up and become buddies now so uh just really happy that he had a good day like that. I mean, the kids needed a top five finish and, uh, you know, got him one tonight, so I was really happy for him. And I'm sure that meant a lot to Brian Vickers. As Tony Stewart continues uh, leading the point standings, he finishes fifth tonight. 11th consecutive top ten finish for Tony Stewart as he comes home in fifth. Let's go down to Gatorade Victory Lane. Steve Post. The celebration is on. The very first person to greet him is brother Kurt Busch, Kyle Busch here in Victory Lane. Tell us what it is like to win your first NASCAR Nextel Cup Series race. It's unbelievable, but, uh, you know, I wouldn't be able to do it without the support of all those people down in Louisiana and Mississippi. Uh, This is fun and this is joyful for us, but they're going through some hardships and some hard times right now, and I dedicate this to them. And, uh, you know, I want to go back and just thank my awesome team. I mean, they they kept me in the hunt all day long with pit stops and everything else, and uh, they did an awesome job for me. And coming down there for that last pit stop, 
I, I really didn't think we were all going to come, but everybody followed me, and uh, Alan made an awesome, awesome call in order to put just two tires on there, and that's what gave us the win. You know, we were able to beat Greg Biffle and, of course, Brian Vickers. It was great racing with my brother out there and, of course, all the rest of the guys as well, too. The 9-6 to six and uh, the 17 especially raced me especially clean. So uh, that's just unbelievable. It's awesome for us. You had the late race pit stop where you pitted, but you also had another caution period. Your thoughts with those late race cautions? My nerves were getting to me. I think I've had enough of uh, enough of that. And I mean, that's just unbelievable. It's kind of like my first win in the in the NASCAR Bush Series. You know, you got Greg Biffle hunting down your rear spoiler, and uh, he's just working there and working there. And uh, to be able to beat all 42 competitors out here on the Nextel Cup Series level is just amazing. And uh, it's been a great task. It's been a hard road for it, but these team guys deserve it so much. I mean, we should have been here at least five times or so this year, but. Just we haven't we haven't been able to close the deal, but tonight we did. Most recently, you had one get away from you at Michigan up there where you had a strong car. Yeah. It's a little bit of vindication, a little extra satisfaction with the win tonight. Yeah, it is. I mean, this is the same car that we ran that night as well, too. And uh, I just can't say enough about this piece and any other car that Hendrick Motorsports builds. You know, the chassis shop and the body shop, the guys that are all back there, I'd say their names, but I don't want them to go anywhere. So uh, it's just been amazing for what all they've been able to do for us and uh, to get these cars prepared. <laughs> There is nothing better than a first-time winner, and Kyle Busch is that here at California Speedway. A night he won't soon forget. Our congratulations to Kyle Busch as the celebration continues down in Gatorade Victory Lane. Gatorade is the official sports beverage of California Speedway. And the Ray Bestest Rookie of the Race Award, given to the eligible rookie with the highest finish, will also go to Kyle Busch, who wins tonight in the Sony HD 500. Back here at the California Speedway, big celebration going on in Gatorade Victory Lane as Kyle Busch has scored the victory at the Sony HD 500. Let's take a look at the full field rundown. Busch wins tonight, first win of his Nextel Cup career. Greg Biffle is second. Brian Vickers third, fourth to Carl Edwards. Tony Stewart finishes fifth. Sixth to Casey Kane, seventh to Matt Kenseth. Jamie McMurray comes home eighth tonight, ninth for Ricky Rudd, and Joe Nemechek finishes tenth. Eleventh is Mark Martin. Kurt Busch is twelfth. Michael Waltrip, thirteenth. Kevin Harvick, fourteenth. Rusty Wallace, fifteenth. Jimmy Johnson, sixteenth. Seventeenth to Elliott Sadler. Ryan Newman, eighteenth. Sterling Marlin, 19th, and Bobby Labonte, 20th. Bad night for Jeff Gordon. He finishes 21st. Dave Blaney was 22nd. 23rd to Bobby Hamilton, Jr. Didn't talk much about Dale Jarrett. He finishes 24th. 25th for Jeff Green. Jeremy Mayfield, 26th. Mike Bliss was 27th. 28th for Tony Raines. 29th tonight for Ken Schrader. And Boris Said finishes 30th. 31st was Scott Wimmer. 32nd, Casey Mears. Travis Quapple was 33rd. Robbie Gordon, 34th. And Jeff Burton, 35th. Scott Riggs finishes in 36th. Mike Garvey, 37th. Dale Earnhardt Jr., 38th. J.J. Yaley was 39th. Bill Elliott, 40th. Kyle Petty, 41st. Hermie Sadler, 42nd. And Stuart Kirby came in in 43rd. Again, championship point standings. Tony Stewart leads by 209 over Greg Biffle. Here's how the top ten looks. Behind them, Jimmy Johnson's fallen to third. Then Rusty Wallace and Mark Martin. Kurt Busch gains a spot. He's sixth. Jeremy Mayfield falls to seventh. Then it's Carl Edwards, Matt Kenseth, and Jamie McMurray. That's the top ten. Ryan Newman has dropped to 11th. He is one point out of the top ten. Jeff Gordon has fallen to 12th. He's 30 points out, and Elliott Sadler is 13th. Now 52 points out of the top ten with one to go. One race before the chase for the NASCAR Nextel Cup. That's next week in Richmond, Virginia. And you'll hear that right here on MRN Radio 
next Saturday night at 6.45 Eastern Time. Voices are heard in our broadcast tonight. Dave Moody and Dan Hubbard out in the turns. On pit road, it was Steve Post, Danielle Fry, and Alex Hayden. Our broadcast engineers on the Motor Racing Network, Anthony Bowers, Mark Sterling, and Chief Engineer Julian Vega. Our satellite engineer, Dr. Mike Weaver, and our production assistants, Frank Kersey and Mike Bagley. Now for Adam Alexander, who set in tonight for Barney Hall. I'm Joe Moore. We congratulate a first-time winner in Nextel Cup Racing, Kyle Busch wins the Sony HD 500. MRN Radio, coverage of the Sony HD 500 has come to you from California Speedway. Sponsored by Haviland, the brand that Jamie McMurray of the Texaco Haviland Racing Team trusts. Haviland, add more life to your car by the next Ford Super Duty. Tougher, stronger, smarter. By Team Tylenol, think fast. By Coca-Cola, Let's make it real by Altel. Introducing Automatic Minute Back. Only from Altel. At Altel, you'll get an automatic one-minute credit for any call dropped on the Altel network. See store for details. By Gatorade Thirst Quencher. Gatorade. Is it in you? By MBNA, the proud sponsor of the MBNA Mid-Race Leader Award. By The Home Depot, NASCAR's home improvement warehouse. By Labor Ready, the nation's leader in temporary labor. By Craftsman, the official tools of NASCAR and proud sponsor of the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. Ten years tough. By Tom Johnson's Camping Center, the official RV dealer of the Motor Racing Network. By Featherlight, the official trailer and coach of NASCAR. See them at featherlightusa.com. By Mack Trucks Incorporated. Two-way communications by racing radios. For trackside rental and sales, visit the TrackScan vendor, an authorized affiliate of racing radios. And by Toyota. Choose any direction as long as it's moving forward. Today's broadcast was directed by Ryan Horn. The executive producer for MRN is Michael Storms. This broadcast has been a production of the Motor Racing Network. This has been MRN Classic Races, presented by Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR, and brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. Join us every Thursday for more classic races from the MRN Vault.